Hey guys, it's Dutch again. Um, you're getting ready to listen to episode two with Andy Frampton. Episode 13.5, The Night Andy Frampton Came to Town, part two, Electric Boogaloo. Please remember to follow Andy Frampton on Twitter at Frandy underscore Ampton. You can follow us at Pillow Fort Radio. So please enjoy episode 13.5 of Pillow Fort Radio, The Night Andy Frampton Came to Town, part two. Electric Boogaloo. We love you. where they're doing ultimate robot fighting. No. Bender becomes a robot fighter. Like, he's he's, a fucking Bender the Magnificent or some shit. I don't know. Um, Bender bending Rodriguez. Yeah. But uh, ultimate robot fighting is supposed to be like UFC, but he finds out it's fixed. It's a lot like pro wrestling. And one of the robots in it, they come on, they're like, hailing from and made of parts unknown. (laughs) 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 <laughs> but then there's another one. There's another wrestler that's a bad guy, and uh, he's just called El Foreigner. And it goes to the ring, and it's a robot that looks like a matador. <laughs> and they're booing, and he just screams, "I'm not from here!" <laughs> he goes, "Look how big this green card is!" And he starts beating the other guy with it like a chair. I love that show because of moments like that. You know, when that first show first came on, it bombed. Oh, because, bombed terribly. Because people were expecting, oh, this is Simpsons in space. And like, no, it's not. No, Matt Groening made a really smart show. <laughs> and he, and all the jo- like, the joke. some of the jokes are so subtle. Like, one of my daughters, one of our favorite jokes is... <laughs> Why are you laughing? Do you know which one I'm going to do? No, for whatever reason. <laughs> I thought of the time jumps. <laughs> Off you go, apparently. Now the tedious act of attaching it to the show. Off you go, apparently. <laughs> no, my favorite one is Leela comes in and is like, guess who I was talking to? And Bitter's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good stuff. Or, or this one time he's like, they agree to do something. And Frog looks at her and says, you'll barely regret this. You know, just... I, I, there's one where the professor passes out, and they're like, "We have to wake him up. We can shock him awake." And Bender leans over him and goes, "Your financial situation." Is <laughs> <laughs> he goes, "God doesn't exist. Young people use curse words." Oh, that's gross. Microphone bukkake. Uh, yeah, bukkake, baby. I just spit all over that shit. I'm the show sure. is officially a success. That's right. Yeah, it's funny as hell. I, I love that. I fucking love that show, man. And, and they wrapped it up so nicely. We're ending the rant. Man, that was a long one. He didn't even rant. That was like 25 minutes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, head to the main tent for your refunds. <laughs> no refunds. Lovely. <laughs>
You ever seen the uh, the movie Leap of Faith with Steve Martin? Yeah, it's a good. Yes. One. Okay, oh, it's fantastic. The, I love that movie. The only thing I wish it had was like a carnival barker in there at it. Ladies and gentlemen, come see Steve Martin perform miracles. <laughs> see, we always joke that Andy missed his calling. That he he should have been a should have been a carnival barker. Oh man. It's fucking crazy. Did I tell you about going to the state fair two years ago and no. there was a carnival barker because they had a freak show? No. Oh, it was so great. It was like, like did I you was, knock him out of the way and try to take his? No, I was like, oh, I was in awe of him. He was great at what he did. It, and well, he, those he guys was, are like, it's a skill, you know. It's yeah, and he was legit. Like he had the curly Q mustache. Like he wasn't a hipster at all. He had like this was like a sixty year old man with. So he was he was the guy. He yeah, was, yeah, like he had been doing it for like forty three years. I think he told me. He's the Michael Buffer of uh, Carnival yeah. Barkers. In this party! Yeah, but he comes up and he's standing out there and he's got the red and white striped vest and the straw hat thing they wear on it. And he's like, step right up here, ladies and gentlemen. See, what's it, uh, see marvels of marvels of the world your eyes could never behold. And just doing shit like that. And he's like, step right into the tent. The Hall of Wonders, even. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, he's talking about all this shit and it's... It, for any of you that have never been to a state fair, it's fucking amazing. If you ever feel really bad about yourself and like the flea market won't get the job done, go to the state <laughs> fair. <laughs> like two hours of walking around a state fairground, you'll be like, I'm not doing that bad. It's, it's like, yeah, I got gout, but I mean, I ain't got fucking gout in my ears. You know, it's like shit. <laughs> yeah, at least my at least my kids not running around barefoot in a diaper with a baby bottle full of coke. <laughs> but this dude was out there just. Fucking, I drank coke. I don't <laughs> uh, but he was just you know, step right up. See, it was it was a uh, it was it was see uh see the world's largest the world's largest sewer rat, and you went in, and it was it was a quarter to go in. Okay, <laughs> and uh, but the thing was, you had to get like you had to just keep moving, and then if you wanted to go through again and like examine it further, it was another quarter. I don't know how many fucking dollars they scammed those schmucks out of. <laughs> But it's got to be enough money to haul that fucking trailer from state to state. That man's a genius. Was it really yeah, that big of a rat? It was. You went in and it was a. It, I swear to God, it was a fucking Yorkie with rat ears glued to it. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, like one of those fucking like like shitty kid Halloween, like the hair band <laughs> with the ears on it. They just like cut it down and glued it to the fucking Yorkie's head. But the, but the the main event, man, the main event was the world's smallest woman. <laughs> and she was at the very end And like it was just a, a, a Trail Not of tears But uh, it went through a tent And then it circled around To the back Where like she And she was sitting on a On a fucking stand thing She's 21 inches tall She's on record As being the world's Smallest living woman Right now And uh, People were amazed That like That wasn't a gimmick It wasn't a You know It wasn't a fucking rub They weren't lying to you Like she was a real person uh, she, on the other hand, not entertained at all. Like <laughs> sitting there, and I guess she'd been doing this for a while. <laughs> oh God! Are you <laughs> saying she's a fucking prima donna? Is that what you're telling no, me? No, I like sh she's just like waiting for the day to be over. You know, I paid a quarter and... to see you, little cunt. 
Let's yeah. get, let's see some frolic and get up and do something. Well, Sing she, the goddamn lollipop well, guild song. Well, she's sitting there and she's got a fucking iPod and it's like she's got a little speaker attached to it and it's playing fucking music and she's just and she's this little like Hindu kid or whatever. Yeah, she's. Uh, I think she was like twenty three, maybe. This might have been uh, on. Uh, she might have been on uh, American Horror American Horror Story. Story. No, what her? No, the what fucking uh, orange head guy. Orange the head, head like a fucking orange. Uh, Carl Pilkington? Yeah, the Carl Pilkington show. I think he went over there right. and uh, over to India and seen her. It, wait, that that might have been. Uh, um, but uh, come through and uh, instead of like walking through very hurriedly to get past all these scams, they fucking got your twenty <laughs> your twenty five pennies yeah, yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> um, th- there was a picture. It, 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 it was like the, the Lobster Boy was a no-show, and there was a picture of him, like the old carnival, like the, the painted thing of it. I swear to God, it was like some fat guy just put on oven mitts, and they <laughs> took a picture of him. It's Louis Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> they just photoshopped out the cookie pan. Yeah, they, they photoshopped out. Well, he looked really sad, so the cookie pan was like photoshopped out of the ground. You know? <laughs> it's like, look, he's got one large finger and a thumb. He's obviously half lobster. They're blatantly red and cottony. <laughs> but we got to her, and uh, if people were like, oh, wow, no, no shit. But, but, like, she's the distance between me and Aaron, you know? So you're like, oh, wow. She's looking right the fuck at you. Like, she, it's not like she's just sitting there. With, how, how, you no, know, how crushing would that be to your soul, even if you're getting paid for it? It was you know crushing I mean? at one point. It's irritating now to her because people would be like, well, how big? And she'd go, 21 inches. <laughs> Oh wow! How have it? Yeah, I, I he's a walker. She wouldn't even let people finish their sentences because she knew the questions hate, that were getting asked. Hate fucked him with her disability, and you and you literally beautiful. You paid a quarter. You got fucked out of twenty three cents of that quarter, and then you came around and they <laughs> they shamed you out of the other yeah. two pennies. <laughs> like. I was legitimately mad at everything that happened. Then I turned that corner and I was like, I'm the asshole. <laughs> it was funny though. It was like we went and we camped out down there on a Thursday night. We went back Friday and for like two hours, I was like, you better want to go back to the freak show? Like, I'll go back you know what Thursday. they should have had at the end is a mirror and it should have said world's biggest asshole on it. It's just a picture of you. And it just, every time you stepped up, it would be a light. You step on a pl- on a platform, the light would come out, come on, and it would go wah wah wah. <laughs> it like you did a walk through a doorway and it says, "See the world's most dangerous creature," and it's just like a man. And there's people like boom, pointing at you and shit. Oh no, angry white people. Yeah. <laughs> Aaron, do you have a subreddit of the week? I sure do, sir. We're gonna do a segment. All right. It's a real show. We're fucking professionals here. A segment. A segment. I saw a segment once. I don't know how they kept that fucking thing balanced. It's got two wheels and a handlebar on it. That shit's weird. <laughs> Justin Timberlake was riding it. There it is. Right. A little bit of Sturgill Simpson. It's my favorite Sturgill song. R slash... Shitty robots. I guess it could be worse. It ain't that bad. At least I ain't sitting no back dad in the middle of a hot damn desert. Sitting in a tent. One thing about this show. If you are sitting in old bag dad, <laughs> try to get some internet connection. Go to Reddit and check out r slash shitty robots. <laughs> it was hard to find one there. I forgot I was. 
I I forgot there was always a. I have a, to be smart. Close to the no, a close to the segment. I was going to say, you know, one thing, and it was a positive thing. It's just one thing about this show is we do. You do hear different kind of music, like you hear, oh, yeah. and, and good music. Like I've listened to. I wanted to share this with everyone. I am hopelessly addicted to that song "Casino Queen" by Wilco. I oh. I listened to it fifty <laughs> times in one day. That was the only song I listened to all day. Like, what more time, Daddy? And I'd punch it again. <laughs> I have like I've been turning the radio off for a while now in my car and just playing through my phone. And over the last two weeks, I've played nothing but "Here Comes the Mummies." <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we're gonna do a song about your britches, Daddy. <laughs> you never heard them? No. Uh, Here come the mummies as a band. Like thirteen fucking people, God, man, and they're and- all. They're, they're all, all dressed up. Like they're movies. all dressed in all full covered. mummy gear. Like you can't, there's this that nobody knows who they are. They kept their identities a secret. And uh, I have a sinking feeling that Stephen Lynch is one of the guys that sings for them. <laughs> Stephen Lynch, the uh, old the, the uh, comedian. Yeah, because he the bit of it, the dude's face that I can see looks like him, and he he sounds a lot like him when he sings. But you know, it's keep, coming in my pants. Like uh, the name of the song, it's called or? pants. It's just called yeah, pants. Called okay. pants. Okay. I'm coming in my pants, my shirt, my best suit, and baby. <laughs> gonna bring you flowers. <laughs> gonna get there in an hour. Coming in my pants, shine shoes, my necktie, honey. Yeah, you've sold it. I'm so excited. <laughs> I hope that I don't come I'm too soon. <laughs> no, I can't do that. It's beautiful. God damn. Yeah, apparently they're all very. Recognizable people, but yeah, like like a are. few of them have won Grammys, but they keep their identity, and they've been on Bob and Tom a lot. And one of my favorite ones is uh, uh, fucking uh, what's it called? Uh, Attack of the Wiener Man. Yeah, <laughs> and it, it's it's like you know you're in the fucking club and you get drunk, and then you go outside and you get a you get a street hot dog. Yeah, and then he's like. That's when the wiener man attacks. And it's like, you can't yell when your mouth is full. <laughs> <laughs> Got a bunch of Cosbys there in the... Uh, That's right. In the, uh, here come the mummies. These barbecue sauce. Zooby zap zoo. <laughs> yeah, we put, did you hear Yeah, that? Yeah, he's, he's, he's calling... Was it last week? Two weeks. Two, Two weeks, weeks the barbecue sauce. Yeah. Last week was the gentleman that shot his television. Oh man, I, I just realized I'm on Lucky Thirteen episode. Oh shit! Yeah. I didn't even announce what the episode. It's uh, episode thirteen of Pillowfort Radio. I'm going to edit this out and move it back to the front. <laughs> <laughs> then, then you can wait an hour and let me go. I just realized I'm on episode thirteen. <laughs> I'm so fucking uh, <laughs> on glue and life. That's uh, I see a kingpin. That's, that's a that's a thing. So man. you want to make some big money, hey? <laughs> I'm trying to stop an outbreak. You're driving the monkey to the airport. <laughs> it's one of the best. <laughs> I've never even seen the episode that's in on King of the Hill. No, that's the one where Bobby is becoming the male model. Okay, the the plus size model. Peggy's Holy encouraging fuck. him. Yeah. Um, Peggy. That, that, I heard that soundbite. I was in a car uh, riding down the Dan Ryan Expressway in Chicago, and some radio station just, we were just. The Bears. Yeah, we're just sitting there. We're fucking around, just driving down the, the fucking bolts. highway. And all of a sudden, middle Nicka. of our conversation, we hear this. Uh, yeah. Sausage. Yeah. <laughs> Discount double check. <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. But yeah, we just hear, I'm trying to stop an outbreak. You're driving the monkey to the airport. And it's like rush hour in Chicago. And I almost crashed the car. I'm laughing so fucking hard. 
that show was King of the Hill. I, brilliant. I was going to do a Cotton Hill bit when I saw you. I can't remember. Hank? Hank's wife? <laughs> Never learned her name. I, I love the fact that there's an episode he wakes up and he comes in the kitchen. He goes, somebody make some me some toast. Don't care who, do care sourdough. <laughs> <laughs> I see bacon. I see steak. Where's my sausage? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking going off. Oh, man. Yeah. Clean latrine jean. You, you know what's a really funny thing to say on stage uh, when you're trying to be an up-and-coming comedian? Being in front of a bunch of women and talking about how you just got a girlfriend and then the next remark out of your mouth being, yeah, it's fucking exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> because the reaction will be, oh, no. <laughs> yes, yes, you are fucking exhausting, ladies. I will admit it. That, yeah. Oh, I don't know where I'm going with this. I just wanted to put that out there. The... I will admit they are exhausting. Yeah. Can be. Yeah. I've, I've opened bits doing that. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is the last time you saw me. I got a girlfriend. I'm like, yeah, I'm surprised too. But I'm like, yeah, I found out something about a girlfriend I'd forgotten. You Having one's fucking exhausting. You should be able to get off work. Just go straight home, go straight to the bar. Doesn't matter. Now I got to make sure she's okay. Get something to eat, get some exercise. It's like having a dog that's got a lot of responsibilities, but I can still fuck it. <laughs> then I come home. Then I, mean, I come home, and instead of chewing up my furniture, she's pissing all over my hopes and dreams. <laughs> well, uh, we're actively fighting for for a bill in Senate to where it will make it okay for you to fuck your dog. That's awesome. All you gotta do is move to Alabama. I think is it legal. I don't know if it's legal, but I mean they do it. <laughs> <laughs> we did talk about the horse fucker last week. Yeah. yeah. If, if, how far does your reach go on this show? Because, I mean, there's going to be, like, one angry Alabamian. I think, uh, I think somebody in Alabama listens. But Yeah, he's going to call next week and be like, I'm going to tell you right now, fucking, that's bullshit. I ain't never fucked a dog in my life. Cats, on the other hand. So fucking, <laughs> hey, I am a straight fucking possum individual. If you, if you no, fuck, Merlene, I'm on the fucking phone. If you can fuck a possum. Get your fight with diabetes. <laughs> if you can fuck a possum, you deserve to fuck that possum. Yeah, you've earned that. Possum yeah. pussy. <laughs> there it is. I had to pet one of those for him. A pussy? No. Possum. You had a pet possum? Yeah. Was his name Pete? It was not actually named because it died before it was uh, before I could do anything with it, really. It was Well, what the fuck did you write on the tombstone <laughs> if it didn't have a name? What did I write on the tombstone? Possum. Born sometime. Died yesterday. <laughs> That's pretty much it. I thank you not to drag your butt on my grave. <laughs> Bury me upside down so my critics can kiss my ass. Who said that? Bobby Knight? That's a Bobby Knight. I think that's Jesus Christ. Probably. <laughs> Which brings me to Jesus Christ. You, you said on Facebook Superstar. the other day. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Am I going to be held accountable for when, the things I say? On when you die, oh yeah, <laughs> you want someone to say, well, heaven just got a whole lot sexier. <laughs> Hell of a lot sexier. Hell of a lot sexier. You two die. What do you want somebody to say about you? Yeah, that's a good one. Fuck. Well, I can do that. <laughs> Chuck's dead. Fuck! It's about time. Who the hell's going to remember where the fucking car is now? <laughs> the sober one died. <laughs> Guess I'm walking. I Aaron? want them to say uh, he was Nito. Oh, he was hashtag Nito. That's right. <laughs> I have absolutely no clue. I, there probably won't be much to say about me. Not a very much loved fella. Nobody likes me. 
We love you. Who the fuck's... <laughs> where are you getting this information? <laughs> Apparently from credible I, I would, I would call <laughs> it... I'm going to be honest. I'm still I, on the fence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently from really credible sources, because I heard confidence in his voice when he said it. He said Nobody that loves me. <laughs> I don't know. I, I would just describe it as a mild dislike. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, bury me not oh, he was okay. on the lone prairie. Fucking Aaron. Well, uh... <laughs> No, have you ever gone to a, to a funeral? No, and this is not you, but have you ever gone to a funeral of someone that who's truly unlikable, and their whole life they were unlikable, and then somebody you're scrounging for something to fucking say? No, I don't go to funerals. Okay. Uh, I, very, I, go, uh, I go to funerals. Um, I go to funerals for one of two reasons: one, I legitimately liked the person, and or they are the significant other of someone I care about. Uh, I, I've you know, even if I didn't know them very well, I will go to their funeral. Like uh, uh, last year, uh, my great aunt's second husband passed away. Her husband died in uh, uh, fucking whatever the fuck war happened after Vietnam. Uh, uh, the be the War of the Roses. Yeah, yeah, yeah there you go. Um, he died there. She got remarried in the 80s. Uh, her second husband passed away. Barely knew the guy. I talked to him like four times my entire life. Went to his funeral because she was always cool to me. Yeah. That's the situation I'll go to. Or I will go to someone's funeral if I'm aware that there's going to be all kinds of hot ass pussy there. That's what I'm talking about. There yeah. you go. And yeah. that's not like a, oh, I want to be Will Ferrell. It's no. I know how sluts work, okay? All we got to do is get 100 yards from the fucking funeral home and it's like, oh, I don't have a pussy full of sorrow anymore. I've got a pussy full of, I need cock. <laughs> that's slut shaming, sir. They is slut shaming. I'm going to shame them right into my bedroom. <laughs> What that's, get in there, whore? That's slut tricking, sure, sir. You can't trick a slut. You can't trick a slut. How the fuck are you gonna trick a slut? You gonna hold a box up with a pipe and a fucking rope tied around it? And you gonna put a fucking pregnancy test under there that says only for you when she goes for it like Bugs Bunny? You fucking pull it and like I got you now, cunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and we're then I, then I pull the, the then I fucking pull the box up and somehow it's actually me under there. God damn it. You wascally slut. <laughs> Be very, very quiet. I'm hunting whores. I'm hunting STDs. Yeah. I'm hunting prostitutes. Success. That's why I have my shotgun. <coughs> Good stuff. Speaking oh, of idiots, uh, as we spoke of earlier, have you guys seen the uh, superhero standing outside a recruiting station since the uh, terror attacks shooting thing last week at a recruiting station? No. I saw pictures. I didn't read anything on it. Superhero. It's rednecks that want to be on TV. And they stand outside. My my favorite favorite There's some here in West Virginia, aren't there? Yeah, Yeah. there's one, at least one in Charleston. I I know of two. One that I personally know that went and did it. Um, But my favorite thing is uh, the guys who have done it and then the anti-campaign for it that's not done by extreme liberals. It's by people that know who they are and they're like, no, 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 one around here. And it's like, this guy has this charge, blah, blah, and he fucked a 17-year-old girl and all this. Yeah, look at your fucking hero now. And I'm looking at it like, he he is my fucking hero. (laughs) Doesn't seem like a bad guy. It's like he's holding a fucking SKS and he conned a girl into fucking him. It's like, it's... (laughs) 
that's me in an alternate universe. It's like, you're just like, you're literally flapping your dick as you walk down the street, dude. You're carrying a fucking AK-47 and nobody's saying shit to you. It's like, you're all I want to be. You are all that is man. You might as well have a fucking uh, pound of bacon in the other hand going, what are you fucking whores cook this? Speaking of, Elena. Bacon. Thank you. You got to do, do this. Don't you burn it either. Bacon. Elena. Yeah, uh, we're gonna pay for that one. She, she doesn't listen. She'll burn it. She's not gonna hear this. <laughs> Fucking woman, folk don't know how to run the internet. That's true. That's true. I can get behind that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I feel safer. <laughs> the other day, a friend of mine put on Facebook, "Why is it when a woman argues with a man, the first thing the man does is insult her weight?" And I responded because I knew, like I was, oh God, I was we like, go. "Well, let this troll come out from <laughs> under the bridge because this is, whoo, get ready." And I said, "Those are insecure and lazy men that go straight to the weight insults." I said, "I don't go straight to a weight insult, regardless of who I'm arguing with. If it's a woman, that's like the fourth level of insults I go for. The first thing I do is immediately attack the fact that your brain is smaller than a man." <laughs> <laughs> And you are a woman and automatically fucking wrong and shouldn't question me. <laughs> she got the joke. Other women that are her friends on Facebook <laughs> did not. <laughs> you want to talk about a fucking floodgate. <laughs> Let me tell you something, you little dick son of a bitch. First off. How'd she know that you had a little dick? <laughs> I was like, first off, I don't know if you've been creeping around my windows, but the only reason my dick seems small to you is because you're fat. <laughs> I have to plow through a lot of bullshit to get to where we gotta go. I love shit like that. That's that's something like I'll ask y'all's opinions because you know I know at least Chuck is a little more liberal than I am on a lot of things. My earphones are falling off because I'm you know not technologically advanced. Um, if you had your choice between hanging out with a group of liberals or a group of conservatives and not talking politics, who would you pick? Oh, shit, that's hands down conservatives. Absolutely. Food-wise. Conservatives. Yeah, conservatives. We're going to grill a lot of barbecue. What am I going to grill spinach? We're going to For the sushi. Am I going to... Oh, fuck that. (laughs) Speaking of which, on good food, yesterday I went to a barbecue restaurant in Springdale, Ohio called Smoke You that served Smoke You fried chicken. Smoked chicken that they then breaded and flash fried. Oh, Jesus Christ. Holy shit. And it, they were like, it comes with mustard slaw and collard greens. I was like, well, give me that bowl of racism. <laughs> For eleven ninety nine, it was delicious. But yeah, some other comics. Uh, I'm an odd bird in the comic world when it comes to views because my views are heavily conservative uh, on a lot of things. You know, and a, lot of, a lot of comics are really liberal. Yeah. So we disagree. Kind of comes with the territory. Yeah. You can yeah, let's make fun of rich white guys, and that's 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 fucking well easy. thinkers. Yeah, like, that's, you know, that's it, fucking easy. Yeah. You can't do that. Um, you always got to punch up. Yeah, punch up. Right. That's that's the law. Yeah, you, you can't go. Oh, you fucking poor people. You really get them on nerves. You know? I do that all the time. Boom! It goes over great. Yes, I have no problem with it. I love both. Yeah. <laughs> it goes over great when I do it. Um, it's because I sound like I'm poor. <laughs> See, that's the thing. It's a, if it's. We don't want a guy getting up there, Chester bottom jaw the third, Buzz telling, Killington, ta- yeah. telling fucking jokes about poor people, <laughs> smoking a fucking cig- cigarette with that. And then I thing. said, "Can you break a hundred? And he said, "Well, no." I said, <laughs> "Peasant, <laughs> <laughs> but <Ba-dum-bumps. laughs> 
And that doesn't Get fucking it. work. Yeah. yeah. Boo! <laughs> Tommy Dreamer's a jobber. Um, <laughs> Chuck ever told you all that? Tommy Dreamer is a jobber. No, here's the thing. I worked security for ECW after WWF bought it. And they did a house show in Huntington. About 850 people showed up. And How many times did ECW come to Huntington? Twice, I think. After. I was there for one of them. When, I mean, <laughs> but before Vince bought them, I don't know. And this, was, after, this was after Vince bought them. Okay, the, the, yeah. main, the main event was Big Show and RVD for the title. And it was really funny because there was a group of people that were like the West Virginia version of ECW fans. And Big Show came to the ring first. And they were like, they come out there and like, you suck dick. You suck dick. You suck dick. <laughs> and Big Show's just like fucking not paying attention to him. And they just keep on going. And he goes, he turns around and he goes, no, I don't. <laughs> and like they stopped and they looked at each other for, and they like regrouped and about three seconds went by and they started going, yes, you do. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. <laughs> but uh, I was up on the, the corner of the uh, ring barrier there and I, hanging out, being the security guard. <laughs> and, uh, after Tommy Dreamer's match, and I loved Tommy Dreamer when I was a kid, um, I just yelled, Tommy Dreamer's a jobber! <laughs> just for the hell of it. Like, Dreamer was sitting, like standing at the edge of the entrance ramp, and like 20 people turned around and looked so pissed at me. And I, <laughs> I looked, and there was like a seven-year-old little girl, and I just pointed out, I was like, it was her. <laughs> <laughs> Still real to me, damn it. Yeah. But uh, now the reason I asked about hanging out with conservatives or liberals even like the liberal comedian friends that I have, uh, shout out to Cody Lambert and Nate Sesco on this, uh, they've agreed. It's like you can't have a conversation for more than 15 to 20 minutes with like a group of liberals before it goes to, well, if the fucking Republicans or I oh, were destroying the environment, a group of conservatives can just sit and talk about football for five hours straight. They can disconnect themselves easier than liberals can. Well, they have other concerns and right. other interests. You know, right. I, I mean, it kind of goes with the territory. Liberals feel the need to save society. Right. Conservatives think the society is fine and the planet's fine, so they can cultivate other interests. Well, yeah, we well, need I mean, to. I, you know, the the trick is getting in that little cut right there. Yeah, where you're get, like, getting in the middle. I've got other interests. I know things are fucked, and we need to save things. But I like college football too. Yeah. So. I, I read the greatest quote about liberalism ever today from Margaret Thatcher. You know, the thing about liberalism is eventually you run out of other people's money. And I was like, yes, you old bitch. How sweet did her pussy smell? Probably smelled like, you know, I bet it's Britain. I bet it's <laughs> tea and... I'll bet money. I will not bet a lot of fucking money that, that it smelled the same way Leonardo DiCaprio's face did when it came out of the Iron Mask in that movie. <laughs> And by that, I mean, like, Sweat and Gerard Depodu's fucking ass. <laughs> Man, The Iron Mask was a terrible movie. I didn't say it was good. I'm just saying. I've never seen it. Never watched it. It was not good. Lucky. <laughs> if you're going to chance, don't. You know what was a good movie? What's that? Ernest Saves Christmas. Fuck yeah. You know what? Ernest Saves Christmas is probably in the middle of the pack for me. Ernest Car Scared Stupid is my favorite. <laughs> Ernest Goes to Camp. Goes to camp. Ernest, Ernest Goes to Camp. Pretty good. Jail. Uh, Ernest Goes to Jail's Jail. Pretty good. The funniest part of Ernest Goes to Jail is when he breaks that pen. Yeah. And he's trying to clean up mind. all the ink yeah. off his face. <laughs> shoving, Sir, shoving are you okay? <laughs> Fine, and you? He's yeah. <laughs> Jim Vardy doesn't get enough credit yeah, for Jim the fact Varney that he was a, was a very funny yeah, fucking my, my favorite, my and favorite, very talented. One of my favorite things he's ever done is uh, 
in earnest scared stupid. And they're somehow rim shot. His fucking dog is driving his truck, backing up at that troll. And he turns around and goes, "How about a bumper sandwich, bugger lips?" And I thought it was funny as hell. And then later on, I read the, the actor that they didn't have a lot of effects for that movie, so there was actually a guy in the suit when it happened. <laughs> And it flings him like six feet, and he broke his fucking collarbone. What? And Jim Varney didn't know, so he was just like, ah, yeah, that was great. The dude's like, ah. And Jim Varney's just like, let's all break for lunch. He's just leaving. (laughs) Just like leaving the set. They're like, I think Carl's dead. That's like a few months ago, that video came out of a Mexican wrestler dying in the ring. and everybody Ray Mysterio. Everybody kept doing their spots. Yeah. Because, I mean, they don't know. So they just kept going. Well, that's a. Uh, there used to be an old tag team called the Moon Dogs, uh, back in the seventies and eighties, and like in ninety one, yeah, they were both like fifty eight, sixty somewhere in there. Moon Dog Spot died in the ring, like he was sitting in the corner, and the guy was the, the guy he was facing was uh, it was Jerry Lawler and somebody else. And uh, the other guy, not Jerry Lawler, was running from the other corner and like drop kicking him in the corner. And Moondog Spot had a heart attack while they were locked up, and that's why he fell down in the corner. And so the guy's like, "Oh, this is the spot." So he runs and does three drop kicks, and Moondog Spot's dead. Oh Jesus Christ! And like when he just rolls over like that, Lawler's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" And they stop. And Ted DiBiase's dad died like that too. Ted DiBiase was tagging with his dad and watched him die in the ring in front of the crowd. Ted DiBiase, senior or senior? Ted? Okay. No, no, Ted, Ted DiBiase's million-dollar man, his dad. So they're three generations deep now in wrestling. No, his dad's name wasn't Ted. Okay. Because there's million-dollar man Ted DiBiase, then there's Ted DiBiase Jr. That's million-dollar man's son. Okay. Million-dollar man's dad was tagging with him when, you know, before he was the million-dollar man. And he died in front of him in the ring like he had a fucking heart attack and died. That was a racist and, character. DBLC. It wasn't racist until they got He Virgil. had Virgil always holding his money. <laughs> here's the here's the thing. Virgil, Virgil if, get my money. If son. you ask the Iron Sheik, Virgil is the jabroni. So <laughs> go on Reddit and find Virgil I am. It's really Virgil. Oh, he, he did an AMA, right? Yeah. And he's got to go fund me or some shit. Yeah, right? and he's like, I don't give a fuck. I'm about to fuck money. And that's that's how I get paid. And then I hang out at Olive Garden. And I don't know if it's just him like ah. fucking with people or if that's really what Virgil's life has become because he's like washing dishes at Olive Garden now or some shit. But he's he's like, it don't matter. And somebody posted a photo photo and it was Roddy Piper holding the Intercontinental Championship, the British Bulldog holding the the European Championship, and Bret Hart holding the world title, and then Virgil holding the million dollar belt. And they were all like in this fucking, you know, pose for like for somebody to Sign autographs on or whatever, and then he typed below it. Charged each of them twenty bucks to get in that picture with me. Autograph signings kick ass. I was like, nah, I don't think they showed up. <laughs> Hashtag blessed. Yeah, I don't think the hitman, no, the no. hot rod, and fucking the bulldog were like, hell yeah, here's sixty bucks. Verge. <laughs> then he changed his name to Vincent when he came to WCW. No, WCW changed his name to Vincent. That's what I'm saying. I think they had to, right? Yeah. Yeah. Gimmick infringement. McMahon was. That guy's, How did Hogan get to keep his? Hogan uh, Hogan worked it into his contract. Mm, the, the, Hogan worked it into his contract the same way Randy Savage got to keep the last name Savage. Uh, the, the Nasty Boys were the Nasty Boys before they came to WWF. 
if you notice, never liked them. If if you notice, um, the Road Warriors became the Legion of Doom. Yeah. Okay. But they didn't. They didn't stay the Road Warriors. Um. You know, it was just different shit like see, that. See, but I'd like to see... Here, here's the interesting part. I know Vince McMahon's a big dude. I would love to see some contract negotiations. Because you know a few of those, just by human nature, got physical. You know they did. No. Wait a second. Dude, you've seen people debate and get heated and stuff like that. I'm not saying that they got it turned into a fight. But I'm saying some shit got real deep, like real I can, fast. I can tell you now they didn't. Why is that? Because in that day and age, it was, this is the money I will give you to work for me. Or you can go work the Indies and make $20 a week. $20 a week? Steve Austin's podcast, go listen to it sometimes. Steve Austin, when he was wrestling in Tennessee, Steve Austin lived on $35 a week for food. Jesus. And stunning. Yeah. Stunning when he, he, Steve before he was stunning Steve, he was still wrestling for Jerry Jarrett back then. And uh, he said every Sunday night on the ride home, they would stop at like a Winn-Dixie or something. He would buy five cans of tuna and a five-pound bag of potatoes, and that's what he'd eat for a week. He said three days in, the tuna would run out. He said, and until we went to shows on Friday, I would eat potatoes. I'd have a potato for breakfast, potato for lunch, potato for dinner. That's what I'd eat. That It is a totally different beast compared to what it was back then. Yeah. It's, when the territories were had before Vince bought them up, people can talk all the shit they want about Vince, but guys that work now, especially guys that make it into like legends contracts, like Flair and Dusty and all those, but uh, rest in peace, Dusty Rhodes, by the way. Um, they literally, you know, might only be 50% of them, 50% of them personally have to thank Vince McMahon. So because they, you know, I don't care what anybody says. Flair would have been, fucking on the indie scene if Vince wouldn't have picked him up in 92 and gave him that two-year run because WCW didn't want shit to do with him. Why? Because management didn't like him. He was, you know, hell, they they sent, uh, like, he had the title belt. He was like, my contract's done. I'm leaving. He's like, and Flair paid the $20,000 no, $20, deposit to get the belt made because it was... You know, those were actual jewels at one point. Yeah. And it was, you know, real gold. And uh, he paid 20 grand the deposit on it, and they never paid it back to him. He's like, my contract's done. I'm taking the belt with me. They sent uh, Doug fucking Dillinger down there to get the belt Fucking back. Doug Dillinger. Fuck yeah. Doug Dillinger. And, well, because Flair was his friend. They were friends and everything. He's like, I need that belt. And Flair was like, I need my money. Like, if you didn't come with a check, you're shit out of luck. And... Dillinger was like, I don't have the money. And Flair's like, okay. And that's why at the Royal Rumble, Flair went on and did a promo for the WWF holding the world title. They blurred it out. And they did that. And then years later, McMahon got mad because uh, Medusa went on WCW with the WWF woman's title and dropped it in the trash. It's like, you let Flair come on your pay-per-view with the other company's fucking title, you asshole. Didn't mean to turn this into the wrestling hour, but I know a lot about it. No, let's go. All right. I'm into it. Did you watch that terrible Sting movie that he made? It was on About Netflix. how he came to uh, Christianity? Oh, no, God. I, 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 try I have and, to see that. I, I try and avoid those things. I don't have anything against Christianity. Uh, I don't like the, the loud 10% that is what everybody hates. Yeah. Uh, the other 90% of Christians that are like my mom who just go, hey, uh, 
do you have spiritual beliefs? And you'd say, oh, yeah, I do. This is what I believe. And she'd go, well, this is what I believe. You want to talk about it? And if you were like, yeah, not really. And she'd go, okay, cool. Let's get a biscuit or something. That's uh, that's <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. Here's a slice of apple pie. Yeah, that's, the, that's, the, that's real Christianity is just they're like, well, this is what I believe. You'd like to discuss it. That's cool. If not, you know, we're going we're gonna to go in here and have coffee. And so, well, come on in. Yeah, fuck. Put stick your feet up. Vincent, get us some coffee. <laughs> <laughs> It's Virgil. No, not anymore. No, we're we're in WCW. <laughs> but uh, I can ask y'all three this: who do you who do you think is the most deserving for any wrestler you've ever seen? The most deserving that never got the world title, regardless of NWA, WCW, WWF doesn't matter. Out of everybody that should have had it but didn't. Oh Jesus, fuck! I can't. It's... Yeah, uh, this is something I need to research. Hmm. I'm afraid that everyone I say is going to want who actually had it at one point. Yeah. It's so hard to fucking remember. Um, uh, the Italian Stallion. Okay. I could see that. <laughs> Lanny Poffo. Yeah. Leaping Lanny. <laughs> um, well, the Brooklyn Brawler. Yeah, I was deserves, about to say the Brooklyn Brawler. Something. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, for, for me in WCW, it's Arn. I think Arn yeah, Anderson should have got a world I was, was going to say shit. Telly, Telly Blanchard. See, I, I think Telly was just... But he was always TV champion. Well, I, I, you know, I Which, what the was, fuck did that mean? Anyway? He, well, back then, it meant something. Yeah. I th- but because, it meant something to the fucking Rick Steiner when he won it, and he ran 47 laps around the ring with the barking belt. Barking like an idiot. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, well, see, T- Telly was short, though. Arn's like 6'4". Telly's only like six foot. Yeah. So, back then, he was considered a little guy. Mm-hmm. But I think Arn should have had the world title, and I I don't understand why Roddy Piper never got the WWF title. Jesus I really Christ, don't. I didn't know that. He, I didn't he, know that either. He never, he's been Intercontinental. He's been uh, tag team, and uh, he has he's held the world title in WCW. He's held the U.S. title in WCW. He's never held the WWF title, and like it's actually a big deal to him if you talk to him about it. It's like you know, he's a comedian now. Yeah, he has actually, a podcast and everything. He's he's the same as Mick Foley. He doesn't have to make jokes. He just talks about being Tell on the stories, road, yeah. and they're fucking hilarious. McFoley's uh, Santa Claus documentary is pretty great too. You guys. is it? He yeah. went 365 days wearing Santa Claus themed. Yeah, clothes. and he he, he uh, went and played Santa at like a mall or something. Yeah, it was pretty great. He's, he's all employed of the he's so children, wild. I'm sure. He's so out there. <laughs> he he came he came to Beckley, and uh, I was going. I really wanted to go to that. I remember when he I, came. I went, and. Uh, when I went after it's over, he's you know, signing autographs for everybody, and we're standing back here. And there's this kid starts talking to him, and I'm off to the side. And this kid says, uh, "He's got like a mohawk with dreadlocks and everything. He's like a juggalo 2.0, you know, just like you you want to hit him, but at the same time you're like, just do you, kid, whatever, just don't do it near me. Yeah, I know magnets, right? <laughs> yeah, how the, how the fuck do they work? But uh." Foley's talking to him and everything. He was like, well, he's like, well, you got to look to you. He's like, do you, do you wrestle or are you an entertainer? He's like, oh, I'm a rapper. And I just rolled my eyes. I was like, no, you're white. You're <laughs> fucking terrible. Unless you're, tell, the, unless you're the Beastie Boys. Yeah, it's like I can tell. I can look at, look at what you about and tell Snow? you're fucking terrible. Oh, I stand corrected, <laughs> sir. The <laughs> talent. The, the talent, <laughs> as I call him. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> uh, Foley's like, oh, yeah. He's like, uh, you know a lot of old school hip hop? He's like, oh yeah, man, I know. And Foley just starts fucking just banging out rapper's delight. <laughs> Foley's sitting there like, hip 
And his kid's just looking at him like he doesn't know what's going on. And for whatever reason, like Foley stops for a second. And I just sat there and I went, hip, hop, hip, 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 hop, and you don't, don't stop. stop. Rocking to the, the bang, bang, dang, boogie, sit up, jump the boogie to the rhythm of the boogie to beat. Mick Foley looks at me and goes, here's right test. I'm rapping to the beat. And me, the groove, and this dude are going to try to move your feet. Me and Mick Foley wrapped Rapper's Delight in the back of a bar in Beckley. Did you make it all the way to I'm Imp the Gimp, the ladies pimp, and I'd like to say hello? No. <laughs> like, I, I did that part, and then at, at the end, he just started doing the part about going to your friend's house for dinner. And I couldn't remember when it gets into the... Uh, the potato, the peas are mushy and the chicken tastes like wood. I couldn't remember the words for that part. And so I was like, that's you, Mick. You do, you do that shit. <laughs> Go on, girl. Yeah. <laughs> so after school, I take a dip in the pool, which is really on the wall. I got a color TV so I can see the next play basketball. Hear me talking about checkbook, credit card, more money <laughs> than a sucker can ever spend. <laughs> but I never give a dime or even a dollar to a sucker till I meet him again. Here we go <laughs> now. <laughs> hip, hop. <laughs> no, oh, yeah, whatever. Just stupid shit. And we're like, we just, yeah, we just banged that out. And then he just looked at me. He, he just reached up and shook my hand. I was like, yes, sir, Nicholas Foley. Are you leaving out the passionate kiss that came after? Well, the beards got tangled. And we were like, mm. nah. It was like that pesky Velcro. That's right. His had all that carpet fur on it. <laughs> You've laid face down before, haven't you? Recently. Yeah, it was good stuff, though. It was a fun show. It really was. But, uh, yeah. You think Elena would answer her phone? Probably not now. Okay. Well, we're going to do it. It's a- 1 o'clock, sir. Holy shit, it's time for the period report with Elena. You can go fuck yourself. Oh, there we go. That was the period report with Elena. I'm mixed signals I'm getting from that. I'm not sure exactly what's going on. <laughs> Me neither. She might be a little tired of the period report. Mm. You think? She shouldn't have signed on for it then. <laughs> I don't think she ever did. Well, it's the slow burn. <laughs> it's yeah. it's going to really start to get on her nerves. And the next thing you know, it's going to be one of her best bits. She's like, yeah, then it'll really, really get on her nerves again. <laughs> then it'll be a great fit. I, when I listen to the show, because I do sometimes when I'm you know riding along, have time to kill. It's, uh, That's a vote of confidence, sir. Well, I mean, I work. Two fucking jobs, yeah, no, and then I do shows. And it's just like that's the only time I have to listen to you guys' two-hour clusterfuck for podcast <laughs> is when I'm you know driving to fucking Alderson for seventeen dollars. Um, <laughs> shout out to Alderson, but uh, she's like the Christy Lee on y'all's Bob and Tom. Like y'all sit here just she finally I, one day she's just gonna be like God. Damn it! Like flip the table and leave. Wait, is that what she did? <laughs> no, no. But like every time I listen to Bob and Tom, I feel like Christy Lee is she's literally on the. She's edge. had about she's enough of those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, like, like Tom and Chick, or uh, Bob and Chick, like they're they're almost in the red. But Tom is like just every time I'm like she's gonna stab him. That's why she's the farthest <laughs> away from him. Like she's she's just gonna jab him in the eye with a pin. I heard uh, Big J Ogerson talk about one time he called in there, and he hasn't called in since. 
And he said uh, they, they were asking him to for bits to feed him. And he said, I, I don't do that. Let's just We'll just talk. We'll just have a conversation. And he was on the phone between breaks, and she, he could hear Christy Lee talking shit about the rest of them, and she didn't know her mic was hot. Nice. <laughs> Big J's probably one of my favorites right now. Right. He's he, he just got a to... hour special for Comedy Central, and he's like, fuck, I don't have any material. Because <laughs> for two years, he's just been doing crowd work. Right. Which I guess is a big thing in New York. They don't do it a lot in like L.A. and shit from what I hear people talk about. But. It's, you know what? I've seen uh, – th- there's – like when I've gone and done shows, I've done shows in Kentucky, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Virginia, North Carolina, South Carolina, Florida, and uh, Tennessee so far. And anytime I'm on a booked show – it just blows my mind when somebody goes up and like, if you've got 20 minutes, the first nine to 10 minutes is you doing crowd work. And I'm always like, either they're that good on the fly or they're just bullshitting their way through this. Cause they don't have enough material. There are tricks, I guess, but yeah, a like, lot of times like they Tim, are bullshitting. Tim Wilson was awesome at crowd work. Tim, like you could listen to a Tim Wilson recording and the first 13 minutes would be him doing crowd work and you couldn't see who he was talking shit about. <laughs> so you just like, oh, well, I guess it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, like anytime somebody starts doing crowd work, I'm like, ah, it's, it's, it's risky too, man, because. What if they don't if, give you anything? Yeah, if you start doing crowd work and they don't react, well, you're. You're fucked. It's it's a lot worse than telling a joke that lands flat. Yeah, I would imagine. I've sang songs that landed flat, and that sucked. It's <laughs> I wrote that about my dead dad. You assholes. <laughs> that song didn't land. Most of my songs don't fucking land. That's why I do a fucking podcast. That's fair <laughs> enough. But that's a good fucking. I song. thought you were doing a podcast to see if your songs would land because you have a podcast. Oh, no. If, if that's what I was doing, that's not working either. <laughs> that's, I thought that's, that is what everybody did. That's, like, y'all had this podcast long enough to where I, I sat there and I was like, okay, they've been doing this. Like, they talked about it for a minute. Now they're actually doing it. They're, they're a few episodes in. I'll go do their podcast. Over the past week, six people have been like, I'm thinking about starting a podcast talking about blah, blah, blah. You should be. No, fuck you. No, I'm not going to come to your house. So you can record me for five minutes talking about the New York Jets. And then when it gets lost in the fucking. <laughs> Who in the flying fuck wants to talk about the New York Jets? <laughs> oh, I know two Jets fans. It's ridiculous. Well, but they I'm can go Lions fuck fan, themselves. So, I mean... They're like, I don't know. They're like the Peter Brady of football. <laughs> <laughs> they have the potential to be great, but they're just the other New York hey. team. They're the they're the Mets. They're the Mets of the NFL. Um, the other day, a buddy when of mine. It's time to change. Hey, you know. The, the the other day, a buddy of mine says a uh, serious question, and uh, anytime one of my true friends says serious question, I know it's not going to be like. Is it okay to lend against a 401k? <laughs> it's Mary <laughs> Fuck Kill. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Mary Fuck Kill or something like that. And the question is. If NFL teams were based, their talent was based on what their mascot was, who would win the Super Bowl? Raiders. No. Minnesota Vikings. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, no. Titans? No. Browns? No. The Browns are a color. The Miami Dolphins. No. Bengals. The fish don't win. Bears. No animals win. No people win. Patriots? The Titans? The fucking Chargers win. Are you going to (laughs) punch a lightning bolt? (laughs) 
Lightning yeah. bolt. Yeah, but there are Titans that get harnessed. If it was that kid uh, no, throwing lightning no, bolts, not. Yes. Those are the Tennessee Titans. No, I mean. All they're trying to harness is a fucking government check. <laughs> <laughs> Teehee. He was like, oh, so like the Super Bowl would be the Chargers or the Giants. I'm like, yeah, and the Chargers would win. I don't know, man. It's a giant. Yeah, he's a giant. He's closer to the fucking lightning bolt. He's got less <laughs> to go. <laughs> and then I turned around. I was like, okay, okay. Um, NBA mascots. He's like, uh. <clears throat> well, there's, there's the Wizards. 76ers. It's a number, you cocksucker. It's a number. Jesus fuck. Have you not noticed I'm just pulling out random shit to see what you'll say to I him? have noticed you're terrible. That's what I've noticed. Shut up, you. Yeah. <laughs> shut, up, you shut up, you guest. Miami Your heat. mother wears combat boots. So the NHL, yeah. my, my choice the, would be the Canucks. The, uh, this is what I've, uh, Aaron said. The Miami Heat. I'm like, yeah, because I could just see like there's a, there's a Laker. It's so fucking hot. <laughs> it's so fucking hot. <laughs> but me and him were talking, and he's like, I don't really watch basketball a lot. He goes, but I'd like to believe that. It's uh, it's the Supersonics, and I was like, you obviously don't watch basketball. The Supersonics haven't been a fucking team in like four years. They're the Oklahoma Thunder now. He's like, well, I don't really know. And I said, who do you think? I was like, the Raptors. Yeah. I was like, the Raptors win. He goes, well, what about the Grizzlies? I went, it's a fucking Velociraptor. <laughs> <laughs> Who among you, you three and the audience, would bet on the Grizzly if you knew it was facing a fucking Velociraptor? I don't know. They've got feathers I'm now. Kidding. So Velociraptors have large claws and can jump very high. And though Grizzlies are 10 feet to 12 feet tall when they're full grown and standing on their hind quarters, they're also made of soft, pliable fur. I'm going with the Raptors. Yeah, it'll take the raptor a minute, but he'll take that grizzly down. It's the same as like when Deadliest Warrior put the ninja versus the Spartan. The Spartan wins, but the thing was, the ninja can hurt the Spartan; he just can't kill him. Yeah, that's a good. I was like, yeah, that's a really good. I love that show. Yeah, I forgot all about that show. There's two video games made after that. Mm -hmm. There was a couple of them I didn't buy, like as in I didn't agree with the outcome. One of my favorite ones was William Wallace versus Shaka Zulu. Yeah, and and the and the, I'm sorry to say <laughs> uh, we, was, this has been the racism episode. The guys defending Shaka Zulu got really racist and shitty about the whole fucking thing. They really did. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they started to be condescending and all the shit. And the guy who the, was, the, he said, I'll tell you what we had over him, because he got right back when he threw it right back at your tree. Steal! We've got fucking steam. <laughs> my, my favorite thing was uh, when they started talking, they were talking about the poison spit that the Zulu warriors yeah. had, and uh, they were showing it, and the, the Scottish guy's laughing, and he pulls out the fucking sword, and he points it out, and it's four and a half feet long. He goes, how far can you spit, chief? <laughs> <laughs> so they're like the uh, great Kabuki or the great Muta of the, uh, yeah. of the warrior the, world. The, uh, apparently, and I didn't know this about the Zulu uh, until I watched that episode of the uh, Deadliest Warrior. There were these berries they would chew up, and they had spent generations building an immunity to them. <laughs> and they would chew them up, and they were fine because you know, they were around them all the time. They spit, and like it was like a paralyzing, like the the juice and the uh, pulp, I guess whatever, had some kind of neurotoxin in it. And once it got in your eyes and your mouth, like you just start shutting down. And that's how they took out tribes that didn't have those berries around. They had done that, and I was like, oh, that's that's pretty cool. 
But they were like, that's a very effective weapon. And then they pulled out the fucking longsword and it's, you know, 10 feet of fucking sharpened steel. I'm like, yeah, that's that's an effective weapon. This is this is how you get hit with an effective weapon. You spit in my face, I got to cut your fucking head off. Sorry. <laughs> well, that's the thing, too, and that showed, like, you know, and I love the demonstrations because they lined up three heads. And the guy that took that claymore and chopped them so effectively that he, like, spun around because he just came too fast. You know yeah. what I mean? I hate when I come too fast. Yeah, no, and I, I loved when they showed it. They showed the skull spinning, and the the last skull spun all the way around, and like it li- And they were like, "You're gonna hit so fast and so clean. The last sight this dead guy's gonna see is you laughing as the sword goes by. It's like, <laughs> because there's gonna be enough time for the the synapses in the brain to still fire and the eyes to still work. And I was like, "That's awesome. Yeah, I want to do that to somebody. Just no, but it, chop their that's, head that's, off well, so fast the they see me giggling." Is that it got really contentious between groups a couple of times? Like uh, it got like well, I knew when they started it, I was like, "There's only so much they can do with this," right? You know, and it it got really bad when they were like uh, the KGB versus the American forces. No, I thought those were kind of cool. Well, no, here's the thing. Yeah, it was cool. But then you they, would. But then they brought. I would. But then they brought I'm in so shitty. They brought in dudes who literally fought during the Cold War, and they were just standing there looking at each other. And I'm like, it's about to pop off. Yeah, it was. <laughs> it's dude, like, it got really tense. It's like, like, it, it's like that shit's about to pop off. Warriors. And, you're, and you put live ammo in these fucking guns. It's like it's. This is happening. I can see that being a headline. Idiotic, idiotic TV producer. Gets KGB and FBI got to get Flash. Blood blast, bloodbath spills in L.A. streets as KGB actors take on U.S. forces actors as dim, <laughs> dim-witted TV producers stand on looking in awe. Seven children were killed in the melee and one woman was raped. More than 11. <laughs> Here's from news around the world. Shows the Hindenburg crashing. Oh, another mishap. <laughs> Those Germans and their drinks. <laughs> I'm sitting at that barbecue restaurant yesterday in Cincinnati, and there's two ladies behind me that have got to be in their 70s, and they're both German. Like, and I could hear one behind me going, "Yeah, this is a very good beer. I mean, in for American beer, you know." And, and, and it took everything I had to not just go. I'm here for one reason, one reason only. Killing Nazis. <laughs> Bonjourno. Yeah. I'm Italiano. <laughs> One of his finest moments. I thought that was a fucking great role for him. It's a great yeah. role. Grazie. Such a long movie. I, that's what I was about to say. Grazie. It is the most drawn out movie I've ever watched. And a little, I, like, I wanted to see how it ended, you know, because I'd heard great things about it and I love Tarantino. Good. It's good, but my God, it's so fucking slow. Quentin Tarantino likes to challenge I think I've his watched audiences. It. I own it. And I've watched it twice. Yeah, I think watched it twice. three watched times. It I always fast forward through the first scene where he's talking to the French guy. I always. That's always my favorite forward. scene. I like that scene where he goes in and God he's like, "Damn that dude!" That, that one old uh, Christoph Waltz, some motherfucking yeah, Oscar. Yeah, he's like, "Can I have yeah. a, can I have another glass of your delicious milk?" <laughs> Like, I don't know where that milk's coming from, but I get on that titty. I want to punch him right in the teeth whenever they're eating the fucking crepe. And he goes, oh, Jesus. Ah, ah, ah la creme. <laughs> God, God damn it, Christoph Waltz. I want to support you. And then you pronounce shit that way, you fucking piece of shit. Yep. And then he's... He's the, great in Django, though. God damn, he's great. Everybody's Fuck, great in Who Django. isn't good in Django? That movie is... I mean... <laughs> Jamie Foxx is great in Django. <laughs> fucking... But Samuel Jackson... 
Especially when they're... When no, they're fuck f- that. You know, you, know st- you know who steals the show in Django? Don fucking Johnson. Yes. I forgot about that. Tom Wopat is in there as well. Tom Wopat's in there. Yes, he is. Yeah. Give him the snake venom when he's in fucking Jonah Hex. That movie was fucking terrible. Oh, God. You want to talk about a comic book that could have been good. Well, and you talk about something that opened up really great and just completely fucking fell apart. Awful. You, you want to talk about something that shouldn't have been made in a movie ever? Cowboys versus aliens. Yeah, I don't know who the fuck hypnotized Harrison Ford into being in it. <laughs> David Blaine. Apparently. <laughs> God, it was so fucking terrible. And 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 then Walton Goggins is in it, and uh, every time I see him, he all like they just go out of their way to find him to play some ridiculous hick. <laughs> and I'm like, those roles should be for me. <laughs> kind of like. You just want him to say in that movie. Kind of like Slim Pickens used to be in. <laughs> Anytime I see him, I want him to, to just start talking to uh, Raylan. Yeah. It's, that's one of the greatest characters ever created. That's uh, A few weeks ago at the bar, there was an older guy in there, and he like he almost sounded like Boyd Crowder. Oh, God. And, Shiny-ass teeth. Yeah, and, and between two of the bands, somebody got on his fucking nerves. I don't know what was going on, but... Uh, you know, everything's quiet. They're they're changing drums and everything out, and people are just kind of milling around talking. And uh, the dude that was getting on his nerves said something. No, he, he said something, and the guy said, uh, said, what was that? <laughs> and he turned around, and he said, what do you mean, what was that? He said, I think you said something, but I didn't hear it. He said, you think or you know? He said, let's break this down, son. How's your hearing work? Did you not hear me? Did you not fucking understand me? He said, because the basis of your outcome of that there question is going to depend whether or not I pop both your fucking eyeballs out of your skull or just fucking one of them. So choose your answer very carefully to see how this situation ends, my friend. I was like, God damn, Boyd fucking Crowder's in my bar. I was like, I got this motherfucker's back. He's like, this is... Like, I don't give a shit. I'd follow that dude through the gates of hell the way he was talking to that man. Like, he, he didn't give a fuck who was in the bar. He's like, I don't give a shit if the Incredible Hulk and Ben Grimm are standing behind me. I'm going to get your ass before they fucking kill me. I was like, that's, that's the old man I want to be. <laughs> I don't want to be Japanese, though. That's fucking weird. <laughs> Challenge my preconceived notion of that's what that right. guy really looked like. You were envisioning me, weren't you? <laughs> Older, more crow's feet, less teeth. Much more cunning. Yeah, broken off at the gum line. You got anything to say to Diane Franklin this week there, Chuck? Of course he does. Yeah, I always do. Diane, I don't have anything clever to say this week. It's been a rough week. And Andy Frampton's here. Frandy Ampton. Frandy Ampton. At Frandy Ampton. So I will just say, please come to the pillow fort. That's all I got. You even got a Beatles accompanying track. Dear Diane Franklin. <laughs> oh, let's go. Let's go. Apparently my good buddy Chuck has requested your presence in the pillow fort a many a time. I think you should oblige his invite. Did you know I was in Davy Crockett? <laughs> you should go watch that. Anyway... Keep your chin up. (laughs) (laughs) 
your friend, Russ McCubbin. <laughs> oh, that was great. Anything else you despicable fucking human beings want to talk about before we sign off? We're over three hours. You have to edit this down into two hours forty eight minutes. We done went Joe Rogan on this. Hey, this can be a two part. This could be two parts. It'd be thirteen and fourteen. I mean, let's be honest about it. it. Could be. It's not going to be. We're well, going to go ahead and slap it on there and you know. force everybody to listen to it at once. Shelton, you're going to have trouble masturbating through this one, son. This one's real long. We have a friend that masturbates through the entire episode. He listens while he's at work. It's weird. But uh, <laughs> hats off to you, sir. <laughs> Not your Jimmy hat, though. Keep that on because the floor needs to stay clean. Make sure you keep plenty of lube. Spit is not an effective lube unless it's the only thing you got. Really. A lot of it. But it's you the last option. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh... I know one thing. I, I want to make a coloring book. Uh, well, an activity book. Coloring might be deemed racist. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I want to make an activity book for kids who are raised solely in Republican households and call it the conservative coloring book. Jesus Christ. Yeah, see? And there'll be all kinds of activities in it too, man. I, you know, I want to put like one in there. It's, you know, connect the dots on Alec Jones's theory, but there's no fucking numbers, so it doesn't make any goddamn sense. You could color Bill O'Reilly's face as red as you want. My favorite one, though, would be the last page in the back, and it would like, it'd be one of those draw a line from the, call, uh, from the problem to the calls, and there'd be like a bad economy, illegal immigrants, ISIS, and then the other side would be one picture of Obama. <laughs> <laughs> when all else fails, blame, blame the Obama. black guy. Yeah, blame the black. There's a thing, too. Um, I want Hillary in the White House. I want her to get four years, and then after that, I want somebody else that represents a group of people that haven't been in the White House yet. And I need, I need, I need Hillary to do horrible, um, and everybody blame her. And then I need, after Hillary, what I really need is, or bef- instead of Hillary right now, I need like a paraplegic transgender Mexican lesbian. <laughs> and then it, it does horrible. <laughs> And then after that, we can all go back to the normal activity of blaming rich fucking white guys. <laughs> I spent literally 24 years of my goddamn life hating the upper echelon of, of uh, sophisticated honkies. And then out of nowhere comes this uppity black guy who's like, I'll save the world. And I was like, I have to hate him now? Fuck, I don't even know how to do that. It's... <laughs> The last time a black guy with money showed up, he was on fucking Loveline talking about Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with. <laughs> Why would I turn down free money? Yeah. <laughs> goes to the, I old saw, Dirty goes to the... Oh I, saw old, I saw Old Dirty one time, fuck so hard, he took a condom off, wrapped galls around his dick, put the condom back on over it, started fucking the bitch again. That's a real Wu-Tang story, okay? Ghostface told that to a fucking person at Woodstock. He's like, I saw Old Dirty wrap galls around his dick and fuck a bitch with it with a condom on it. Really? <laughs> like, you, like, you sat and watched it, you didn't try and stop him, you're a horrible friend. Sitting there with popcorn. <laughs> This is amazing. He's about to do this. <laughs> this man's a true hero. Oh, shucky ducky. Yeah. Oh, shucky ducky. It was Herman Cain. It's exactly right. Herman Cain is old dirty bastard. That's they had to kill off that character so he could go into politics. Think about that. If old dirty bastard would have cleaned up and like went into fucking politics, became like a New York State senator, holy fuck, how awesome would that have been? 
him and Trump could run the same ticket. No, nah, they're just sitting out there. Somebody's like, well, I don't really think that it's feasible for us to fund every school. Shimmy, shimmy, y'all. <laughs> Ooh, maybe I like it wrong. Senator ODB, sit down. You've had your time. It's now Senator Trump's time. Kanye comes in. Wait, wait, I'm going to let you finish. But ODB is the greatest senator of all time. Of all time. <laughs> this Senate does not care about black people. And I am not a gay fish. Yeah, I'm not a gay fish. <laughs> I get a sneaking suspicion that no black people listen to this show. I have no earthly fucking clue. They probably do. They don't care. Well, well, Anybody I, listen, they, they care now because this voice saying these things, that's <laughs> racist automatically. This will be the best thing about it is I'm, the, I'm black. Help, it's worth being known as the the lost pill of forty episode. <laughs> yeah. The day uh. Andy Frampton kicked in the door <laughs> and was like, "Drop your drop your socks and grab your cocks, boys. We're going on a ride." You know, uh, I ever told you how much I hate Mexicans? <laughs> a lot. I hate Mexicans as much as I love biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, that's a lot of love and hate. I hate Mexicans because they don't understand the comedy of Gallagher. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You might hate me. No, that, that's, that, that's, that's a real thing. Um, he had a guy at one point, like in the peak of his popularity, he had a guy translate all of his material into Spanish. <laughs> that's fucking awesome. And he went... And that they sold Gallagher out. Dos. What, that, 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 they, that, they, they sold out. They sold out this theater in California. It's nothing but Latinos. And uh, he did all the jokes, and they laughed at the jokes and everything. But when he went to start doing the sledgematic shit, they no flipped clue. the fuck out. Like they were mad. They were like, "Hey, hey, what?" The? And some people thought it was because they were like, "Hey, you know, we're fucking poor. We could take that with us or whatever." And I think it's just because they picked it. My grandma picked that lettuce, Holmes. It's terrible Mexican. Edit. Edit. Don't you edit that shit. Nope. (laughs) The Holmes redeemed that entire scene right there. When I came in here uh, at the beginning of the show, I was like, I'm going to give a shout out to everybody who has been involved in my comedy life so far. And then halfway through, I recapped some things in my head that I'd already said. And I was like, no, because there's some black comedians and some lesbian comedians and some Mexican comedians that really like me. And I'm not going to let them hear this. Because then they're going to be like, nah, I can't have you on my show. And I'll be like, ah, racism. <laughs> They'll let you on their show. It's all in good fun. It's nah, jokes. Nah, you know. It is just- that's, that's what I said last night when I, I won. Uh, There's a big preconceived notion that nobody except for rednecks will think I'm funny. And it's because of the, because of the way you know, I sound. I, I'm aware of how my voice sounds. But I'm aware that I'm an intelligent individual. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's, it's a... It's a paradox. That's like saying only people from Boston would think like Lenny Clark was funny. Right. And I went last night at Cincinnati, 90% of the audience was black. It's it's in a black neighborhood, you know. I won. There were black comedians there. I won. Okay. Obviously, I'm veiling my racism heavy enough. <laughs> Until now. <laughs> it's it's not like I'm coming out on the stage and I'm like, well, how are you folks doing? Oh, should I just flip these shiny dimes out into the crowd? <laughs> I've got penny loafers with real pennies in them. Here's a shilling, boy. Yeah. Can somebody come up and shine these? Somebody get me a drink and make sure there's two ice cubes in it, not three, boy. 
<laughs> For every extra ice cube I find, that's a lashing. <laughs> God. That's a paddling. That's a paddling. <laughs> Talking out of turn, that's a paddling. <laughs> Scratching on the erase board, you better believe that's, that's a paddling. paddling. Making fun of the paddling board, that's a that's paddling. That's Jasper. Best Simpsons character that's not a main character. Martin Prince. Martin Prince, okay. Because he's so Munz. fucking terrible. I can't remember his name, but he bought. He's the uh, the Texas oil man that always jumps up and down right. and shoots his pistols off. I don't think he has a name. He, I don't think he does either. He just he owns every sporting event team. What he, about this guy? Except for the isotopes, Burns owns the isotopes. I'm a Texas businessman who makes foolish purchases. We now have the world's fattest racehorse and the world's only stained glass. <laughs> stained glass. Uh, world's only stained glass. It's the no, only no. time we made it. The Stay- fuck's the preacher's name? Reverend Lovejoy. Yeah, Lovejoy. I love Lovejoy. I love Reverend Lovejoy. It was a stained glass bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> My fuck. <laughs> God. My favorite guy is Gil. The, the, oh, Gil. The, the, the salesman's always <laughs> down on his luck. Yeah, he's always fucking shit up. I watched... Uh, close the deal. Close the deal. I watched, oh, you need this, the, Gil. The, they, the, they were at a basketball game, and uh, Mrs. Hoops comes out. Long, sexy legs. Basketball done up like Miss Pac-Man, pretty much. You know, big lips and eyes on it with the, all the rouge and such. Dancing down the stairs, and Mo tries to get with it and knocks it over, and it's Gil inside the suit. <laughs> He's like Oh these dancers legs Are going to waste again And Mo's just like How about we just close The top of the suit back When we pretend you're a girl Oh Mo Sislak I remember he was a boxer First I was kid handsome Then I was kid presentable And finally kid Mo <laughs> I liked when uh, I liked Remember when uh, He won the Duff Bartender commercial Or the contest So he got put in the Calendar, but they put the stickers over his face. Yeah. And he was like, I've been called all kinds of ugly. I've been called ugly, fugly, pug fugly, pugly. But never just plain ugly. But never just plain ugly. <laughs> and then he goes and gets all that cosmetic surgery done and he comes through and Duff Man's getting his mail. And he's like, Put a sticker over my face, will you? And he puts this big fucking sticker <laughs> on Duff Man's face. <laughs> Tough man falls to the ground and just goes, Tough man can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> and who could forget Ralph Wiggum? For God's sake, Ralph Wiggum is one of the best characters they've ever My come up with. Cat's breath smells like cat food. <laughs> wait, here's this one. I'll be passing out progress reports so your parents can't wait to punish you. Ralph Wiggum. Yay! Ralph, you didn't win anything. You are failing English. We fail English? That's, That's impossible! <laughs> I, I like when they're lost out in the woods and they're like, man, we can eat these berries. So Ralph eats a handful and Bart's like, what do they taste like, Ralph? And he goes, they taste like burning! <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I love Ralph Wiggum. Okay, uh, Groundskeeper Willie. Is, he's, is, is, one. He, he's one of my favorite guys. Um I don't. I don't remember what it is. There, there's something going on. All the kids are running out of sco- out of the school, and he's hanging on to one of the sprinkler pipes. <laughs> like it's like a flood. It's just trying to knock him down. He's going too many wee ones, <laughs> and like he lets go, and they just trample him in the hole. <laughs> what about um, Mayor Quimby? He's a good one. <laughs> Mayor Quimby, J- Diamond good. Joe Quimby. 
He is the biggest Kennedy ripoff I've yeah, well, ever yeah, seen in his my brother, life. And his brother, uh, brother Freddie Quimby. Yeah, it's, it's like I've never seen somebody nail a parody of JFK so just picture perfect, with the exception of, you know, him being fat. I'm like, that's yeah. dead on. I think it's a mixture of JFK and Ted. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's drunk all the fucking time. <laughs> um, Poor Teddy. Best celebrity guest on Simpsons? I'm just asking questions to keep his show going. Best uh, celebrity bad. guest? Uh, oh, oh. Barry White. George Harrison. I'm going to say Michael Jackson. Mm, yeah, Lisa, uh, it's your birthday. I hate that episode. Happy birthday, Lisa. I can't place a like celebrity. George Harrison, whenever they're, they're, they're the B-sharps, they're the... Uh, <laughs> the, oh fuck! I forgot about the B sharps. The fucking barbershop. Baby on board. How I adore that sign in my car window pane. And George Harrison drives about there uh, doing the rooftop concert on top of Moe's. He's think. like, yeah, it's been done. It's been done. Uh, it's been done. I like that Bart goes, what'd you do, Dad? Say, screw up like the Beatles, say you're bigger than Jesus? Yep. Name the, the name of our time. next album, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I love that, too. Fucking Homer wins the Grammy, and he gives it to me. He's like, here, you can have this. And the guy's like, oh, a trophy. Oh, it's a Grammy. And he throws <laughs> it. <laughs> Thanks, Mean Joe. He hits some guy in the head, and the guy throws it back and knocks Homer out with it. You ever heard uh, Bobcat talk about the time he met uh, Bono backstage no. somewhere. No. I don't know if he was opening for them. Maybe it was an MTV function, but he's he's talking to Bono for a minute. And then as Bono walks away, he takes off his shades and hands them to uh, Bobcat. And as Bono's walking away, Bobcat goes, Thanks, mean Joe. <laughs> <laughs> he said, And that joke fell flat on his Irish ears because <laughs> he had never seen the commercial. <laughs> Bobcat has a lot of great fucking stories. Oh, he's yeah. got a lot of great movies. Uh, did he direct to Conan? Was it Conan that he was directing? Kimmel. Was it Jimmy Kimmel with uh, Nickelback, Nickelback was playing? Nickelback oh, was God. playing Jimmy Kimmel. And the one thing that the lead singer of Nickelback... The what, management what, said, what the fuck he said, don't shoot the nose. Don't shoot he's the nose. He's very self-conscious about the nose. The, and, he's, the, he, and he's directing the fucking thing. And you know the entire song plays. And then the last three seconds, he comes over everybody's speaker. Shoot the nose, shoot the nose. And apparently it hits the nose and then it cuts off. angles. (laughs) Every possible angle just goes in right at the nose. Bobcat's such a prick. I love him so much. Have you guys seen uh, God Bless America? Oh, my God. First scene, the main dude shoots a baby in the face. Is that the one where... uh... The guy and like the younger girl start yeah. killing reality. I have seen that. They kill reality stars. Yes. Yeah. Well, they well they they go for one reality star, but on their ride to that, they're reality killing star. people that are just terrible people. Yeah, like the annoying motherfuckers, like the guy that yeah. parks angled in a parking spot, the guy that fucks on their phone in a fucking theater. Yeah, you stand up, and kill everybody. Like that, they kill the dude in the theater, and they look at that girl. They're like, "Thank you for turning down." Your yeah. It's like that scene in Dogma where he's he's willing. Matt Damon's willing to kill that yes. girl. He's like gum. He's like, yeah, you're you're fine. He's like, you're completely clean. He goes, you didn't oh, say God bless you when I sneezed. They're like Loki. He's like, Loki. He's like, you, you, you lucky bitch. He just leaves. Get that fucking desert eagle in her face. Oh, Dogma. I love that movie. He's uh. What do you think of it, Chuck? 
Kevin Smith is uh, really um, trying hard to get really? Fleck into uh, Mallrats 2. Have you heard? That would be fucking awesome. Have you heard what Joss Whedon did to Ke- Kevin Smith? I heard the podcast. I heard the the panel. He put it out as po- as his podcast this right. week. Sixty five hundred people got up and just left. He said there he, was. He, he still said, had twenty five hundred people. Though. He's like, what happened? Okay, <laughs> at Comic Con. Okay, you go in Hall H. Uh, that's where they do all the panels. You know, all the big ones. You got yeah. your Chris Hardwick. Yeah, yeah, Chris Hardwick goes in there. Joss Whedon. Whedon goes that in. That motherfucker is J. all J.J. Abrams over. goes in. Um, Points. Points. No, wait, it was J.J. Abrams, because Whedon yeah. does Avengers. Abrams does uh, Star Wars. Um, he uh, he had his panel before Kevin Smith's. Are we talking about Abrams? Yeah. Sure. And there's like 8,500 people in the room. And... Uh, at the end of it, you know, Kevin Smith's coming out in like 15 minutes. But at the end of it, Abrams is like, yeah, if you guys would, uh, if you guys want to, uh, we're going down to blah, blah. And there's a, the, uh, the, the cantina band is going to play down there and all this. He invites them to this fucking little concert. 6,500 people got up and just walked out. <laughs> Kevin Smith, he goes, that's legitimately, he said, since I've hit my stride, he said, that's the lowest number of people I've ever walked out to. He goes, and even though 2,500 were still there, he's like, I still felt like an ass. It it turned out to be good, though. I listened yeah, to the whole like, thing. He brought was, his daughter out. It was really, yeah. He, didn't she introduce him or something? Uh, she introduced the trailer for, um, what's his fucking movie? Uh, uh, b- 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 Bratzi. Oh, the Bratzis are the, are the bad guys in it. Right. Um, yoga Hoosiers Yoga Hosers Yeah Hosers, hosers. She, Her and Johnny Depp's daughter Star in it And he talked he, She introduced the clip And he talked about Johnny Depp playing um, Gee What's his name In uh, Tusk Right And he said And he talked to Johnny Depp A while back And Johnny Depp said I want to play that character again That character is so much fucking fun So now He's going to be in Yoga Hosers and moose jaws, which is jaws, <laughs> but it's a moose. Right. <laughs> He's doing the the, uh, the the True North trilogy is, is what he calls it. You think that's fucking bad. Uh, on Sci-Fi last weekend, uh, I saw... Sharknado 3, right? No, that was, uh, that was on Wednesday. Mm. Uh, I'm George R. R. Martin died in that. Damn right he did. And, yeah. they, and it, was like a, it was like the entire time he died was a nod to Game of Thrones. Yep. He was sitting beside a woman who was getting married. He got kicked. You know, it was it was, was like George R. R. Martin. Yes, it was yes. him. It awesome. was actually and, in and, it. And, and the thing about it is, they kept it under wraps that he was in it. You didn't know until the movie showed on Sci-Fi. Uh, they came to Arizona and met him and did it in a movie theater out there. Like he never even was actually on set. Awesome. And <laughs> uh, fucking cool. Dude, that's very fucking cool. He, he had told old boy whoever it is that wrote the original Sharknado and Sharknado Two. Um, he told him while they were filming Sharknado 2, uh, I don't know if he'd met him somewhere, he, you know, messaged him on Twitter or whatever. He was like, I love these movies. He's like, I want to be in one of the movies. And he was like, I don't have a way to write you in. And he was like, don't write me in. He was like, just make me one of the fucking, because that's what Sharknado is now. These fucking D-list, D-list celebrities get in there and they die and you laugh at how they died. Like Chris Jericho is Bruce <laughs> the ride attendant. He got eaten by a great white on a roller coaster. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? But earlier in the movie, he put a fucking tiger shark in the walls of Jericho. Are you fucking kidding me? This happened? 
All that aside, it's Tara Reed's finest work, I think. She looks like a porn star panda with so much fucking makeup. <laughs> Plus, she's fucking pregnant. Then she gets on a spaceship. You can't get near a microwave watch running when you're pregnant. How the fuck do you get on the Challenger space shuttle she with looks- David Hasselhoff flying it? You make horrible re- decisions even in movies, Tara Reed. She looks like a catcher's mitt. She does. She's awful. Have you guys... I know you've seen it. Um, what's that fucking movie I sent you uh, a couple weeks ago? It's a, oh, it's a half hour... Kung Fu... Uh, uh, fuck. It's a half it, hour movie on YouTube, and it's fucking awesome. It is every yeah, bad 80s stereotype. The very first scene, a car pulls up, a cop car pulls up, and there's some skater dudes walking out of an alley. He's like, what are you guys doing here? You got, or do you guys have ID? And the guy goes, yeah, I have ID. And he slides his board underneath the cop car, stomps on it, sends the cop car flying and exploding into space. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that was fucking awesome, and I can't think of the name of it. We'll figure it out. Um, no, Sci-Fi ran promos during Sharknado 3 for Lava Lantula. I'm into it. Uh, tarantulas that live in a volcano and are made of lava, <laughs> and they come out and attack a town. It's, and it's not like Hawaii or anything. It's like Toledo. It's like just a, a volcano full of spiders erupted out of the ground. Um, but then I actually saw part of a movie called Sharktopus versus Whale Wolf. Yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> and... <laughs> the sharktopus comes up on land and attacks somebody, pulls them into the water, and I'm like, oh. Because, like, the characters are already all sweaty, and, like, one of them's kind of bloody. I was like, we're pretty far into this movie. You know, something's going to happen. Whale wolf's going to show up. No. A pterodactyl comes out of nowhere. <laughs> And starts attacking the sharktopus because it, too, wants the person the sharktopus is eating. I'm like, what happened? It's what happened. It's like uh, somebody wrote the movie that they wrote when they were a kid, when they were just playing with their fucking human <laughs> dolls. Yeah. And then fucking, fucking Megatron comes in and did a fucking train. Hey, there's a video game. There's a video game coming out that you can do everything like that in. Like you can fight He-Man versus the fucking Transformers. Is it called Bullshit. Michael Bay's Imagination? <laughs> <laughs> That's how I think Michael Bay writes movies. Michael Bay goes into his fucking childhood bedroom at his mom's house and picks up like an Optimus Prime and a Donatello and just smacks them together. <laughs> And goes, okay, that's a scene. He just smacks him until one toy falls out it of his would, hand. It would be about as intelligent. Yeah. It's He's like, fucking Optimus terrible. Prime versus Raphael. One's for peace, the other is too, but he's got a bad attitude. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the last Transformers movie might be one of the first major movies I've ever seen. Like, not like B movies. The, the Mark Wahlberg one? Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, John Goodman plays a character, and he's like just like slinging out cliche action movie lines. How's that taste? Jizz on your mom's tits. Is he doing it on purpose, or is it? I mean, I I think John Goodman is. I would say he's John Goodman. He can do whatever he wants. Tongue firmly planted in cheek. Yeah, of course. But uh, he was Walter Sobchak. He can do nothing but a damn toad. No, his fans give you warts. (laughs) See you in the funny papers, boys. See you, boys. See you in the funny papers. What's going on, Big Dan? It's all about the money, boys. He's sitting there still eating. What are you doing that for, Big Dan? Eating that corn. He rips a tree branch <laughs> off and hits him in the face with it. 
Is John Goodman the greatest Saturday Night Live host? No. Alec Baldwin. Mm-hmm. Oh, shut the fuck Baldwin up. Baldwin is he solid. Is. He is. What, what? I can't say that? No. Why? Because. To be honest, okay. like this is only the last few you years. You make a good case. But Louis, every Louis C.K. episode has been fucking spot on. When he came out and did the monologue. The latest one? The, the latest one. Oh, God, um, I loved it. I thought it was great. I couldn't go anywhere near a fucking open mic without people in the audience being like, what do you think about that as a comedian? No, I don't fucking look at that as a comedian. I look at that as it's fucking funny because I understand what he's saying. I found it hilarious, and I found the reactions of the band fucking hilarious. Oh, yeah. Because they didn't know how to take it. They 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 didn't know what to do. Like, they were nervous to laugh because they knew they were on camera. Exactly. This could be my job. Oh, fuck it. If I laugh, they might think I'm a pedophile. Or maybe that I like Mounds bars. I don't know. It was just it was fucking funny. He did he didn't really get a whole lot of heat about that. He got a little, maybe oh, a little he, bit. Oh, he he did on fucking Uprocks and everywhere yeah, where, where yeah. fucking independent bloggers were allowed to write articles about it. Well, fuck <laughs> them. I'm I'm getting sick of, you know, I'm getting completely sick of the of the ultra left too. They're they're just as yeah. annoying as the ultra right. Yeah. I mean, you can't do fucking anything. You can't make a joke at anybody's expense. You can't do anything even if it's a fucking joke. I, I saw one today that said why you shouldn't slut shame me for sleeping with 99 guys before I turn 30. You're a whore. <laughs> <laughs> and there's nothing wrong with that. There's You're getting it in there. There's You're getting it. I don't care that you slept with like are you Good looking job. For, are you looking for number 100 on your 30th birthday cuz I can be where I got to be. I was going to say Here's my number. Yeah, <laughs> call me, maybe. But don't act like, oh, oh, I fucked ninety nine guys in ten years. Okay, that's nine guys a year. That's literally a different dick every six weeks. <laughs> have you had a boyfriend in these ten years? Because if you have, then either you were a whore to him, or you spent one year just sucking all kind of dick <laughs> every fucking Tuesday. It's like, oh, what's your name, Tommy? Get in here. <laughs> <laughs> It's like, that, that's math, okay? That's fucking math. <laughs> We're all gay. Chuck, we yeah. talked about that. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't, I, I think uh, the Amy Schumer thing with the Star Wars characters, like, Fucking awesome! I think it's it was funny. great, but like Disney didn't like it. D- Disney didn't like it, but at the same time, she admitted she's like, we didn't ask their permission. Fuck them. Yeah. If, if everybody, if if she had to ask permission to do that, then everybody who cosplays has to ask whoever owns that character if they can go fucking do it. Are you kidding me? Well, We're you, at that point. You saw who came out in support of it, right? Uh, Lucas? Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's fucking awesome. I was like, <laughs> she's great. Sold. Um. When the. Two writers from the Washington Post or whatever said, "Don't, mm, uh, don't we love them? D- don't believe her defenders. Amy Schumer's are racist. Blah blah." There was a follow up article, and both of them said, "Well, we've never really heard any of her material, but we know from her fan base." Hold the fuck on! You're writing for the Washington Post, and you didn't even research what you wrote. What did you do? Fucking take a mannequin hand and mash a keyboard, hoping <laughs> words came out. <laughs> this will get hits. That was literally the time they had oh. ten ten thousand monkeys in there and letting them tell. They, oh, they just came out with a story. Yeah. Talk, talking about you can't stereotype Mexican women as being crazy. Bullshit, you can't. I dated a Puerto Rican girl, which is Spanish, and she was fucking nuts. 
You sound exactly like Lewis Black. Sir. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> kind of. I did. Yeah, I did the, I did the point. You fucking nuts. <laughs> um, That's good stuff. Seinfeld said he was. Uh, you remember the, what fucking Seinfeld said? You can't go play to college anymore because the kids get all upset and yeah. they don't really even know what they're talking about. I sort of agree. I, I think that uh, being being offended is becoming a, a profession. Yeah, that's the thing is you you don't you don't have the right to not be offended. It's it doesn't matter what country you live in, you know what your culture is. It's you're not a guaranteed right that nothing's ever going to offend you. We would literally have to delegate and pay people to spend their day and lives getting rid of offensive things. They would have to patrol each town, you know, like the FCC wants to do. It, well, that. Well, Boner Avenue, we can't have that sign up. <laughs> Take that down, you know, fucking whatever. Um, where was I? Where, where was I going? Getting offended is a profession. Yeah. Um. Not well, it really not. is. You get the you get blogs published. You get, I mean, it's like the the girl at the uh, fucking uh, Daniel Toss show. Whenever he he just he's trying to work out material. He comes out on stage. Hey, what do you guys want to talk about? The guy goes rape, and, he, and he's like. Oh yeah, rape's real funny. And a girl in the audience, rape is never funny. And as any comedian would, he responds with, "Wouldn't it be funny if five guys raped her right now?" He right. doesn't mean it. No, he doesn't want five guys to rape her. He does. Uh, but a blog gets written about it. Daniel Tosh is an asshole. Daniel Tosh is an asshole, and he's good at it. And yeah, that's, he's, his, that's his fucking comedy. That, he makes no his, bones about that's it. That's uh, his gimmick. Bill Burr's retarded story is pretty fucking great. Yeah. He, um, he was dealing with an unruly crowd. Bill Burr still has to deal with that shit sometimes. Yeah. yeah. And us, uh, people were acting like idiots, and he finally had enough. He goes, what are you, fucking retarded? <laughs> and then after the show, he felt really bad. After the show, uh, a couple came up. Uh, Our son is mentally challenged, and you really upset us and offended us. We will never come back to one of your shows. And, and he apologized, and and then they kept going, kept going. He's like, you know what, fuck, I don't, I don't care if you come back to my show. I don't want people like you at my shows. Yeah. <laughs> I was... His, I'm sorry I said it, but I said it. I can't take it back. I can't do anything else. His rant at the city of Philly oh, is 18 fucking minutes epic. of fucking gold. <laughs> you got 12 more minutes of this. <laughs> what the fuck else sucks in this city? The fucking Flyers <laughs> haven't been to a goddamn Stanley Cup in forever. Fuck you. Fuck the fucking Phillies. You faggot ass. Fu- I was like, damn, dude, really? <laughs> With all your Harold Carmichael fucking jerseys on, your bunch of queers, one yeah. fucking subway having fucking town. He's like, let me tell you how fucking stupid you are. You got a statue of Rocky Balboa in the center of the fucking town. Joe Frazier's from here. He's a real fucking guy. Rocky Balboa's a fictional fucking character. You're a bunch of fucking morons. 11 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody came out and was like, like, somebody from the backstage was like, hey, Juggle He's like, don't fucking tell me what to rant about. <laughs> I've got this, <laughs> and, and it was funny. They 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 like started loving him. He's like, "No, don't you cheer? Don't you fucking cheer? You sit here and take this like everybody else is." Booed fucking Dom Herrera. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was like, "The fuck did Dom Herrera ever do to you?" <laughs> Dom Herrera was a like, great fucking guy. You know, when, when, when I, I love Dom Herrera. He's hilarious. He's when, best Doctor Cat's fucking <laughs> cast member oh, ever. Yeah. Uh, no, my, my my favorite cast member on Doctor Cat's was uh, Ray Romano. Simply, he was good. He, simply for the soda pop bit. Yeah. And he said, what's the deal? You put a dollar in the soda machine, and like it takes it, 
but then it rejects it. It like it teases you. It's like uh, it's like you're like yay, and, then, and the and the visual was him out front of a soda machine, and all of a sudden this demon can comes up and goes, "No soda for you!" And he goes, "Ah, I promise, my friends." <laughs> You know the only reason Rogan got uh, fucking uh, news radios because Ray Romano got fired from that job. Really? <laughs> really. Yeah. And Rogan lucked in the news radio. And then Ray Romano went and did that show. And that he, lasted nine fucking ten And, and, and nobody and, remembers news radio. Compared. That was a good fucking show. It was good. good. Fucking. So many characters, though. I, I've, I've noticed that. There were so many. You know, well, Andy Dick's enough for ten shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, Andy Dick! You look, you look. News Radio was Phil. That was Hartman. me on the inside. <laughs> yeah, Phil Hartman, Andy Dick, Kathy Griffin, Joe Stephen Rogan, Root, Stephen Root. Who's? <laughs> I love him. His character, Jimmy James, and then he had a fucking nemesis, Johnny Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> it was Patrick Warburton. It was a fucking asshole. Patrick Warburton's another guy who just shows up and immediately you're like, I don't care what that character does. Yeah. I'm for it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm on board. He's a big Pearl Jam fan. Yeah. He was. He's, he, t- he went on the Nerdist to promote something, talked an hour about Pearl Jam. I was like, I'm on board with fucking Patrick <laughs> Warburton. He was Hell yeah, he Joe Swanson. In Ted 2, he plays that gay guy. And, and it's him and Michael him Dorn. Him and Michael Dorn are dressed up as the Tick and, and Worf, respectively. But they don't; they aren't aware of who they are. They're <laughs> just going to kick the shit out of nerds. Like the, the fucking they, comic they, they, they just knock nerds. Out. They're like, "Ever seen the floor, geek?" <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like that's got to be. I don't care if that movie tanks. It was. It was it bad? It was not good. Uh, it was. It was like watching, and you know, this has been the second time I've dogged Seth MacFarlane tonight. It was like watching an hour and a half episode of Family Guy. They actually made several Family Guy jokes. Like they had already done the bit on Family Guy. Well, that's no good. They even threw threw and one in there in the first one. It's like I don't really sound a lot like him. I don't sound like Peter <laughs> yeah, Griffin. Yeah, but uh the, the um the semen falling over on Mark Wahlberg, he was like, "Ah, it's everywhere." Peter Griffin does that yeah. at one point. Yeah. Um there's something else in there that they do. There, there's three times that I know of, but I can't remember the other two now that I'm thinking about it. But they're, they are, they've already been done in Family Guy. Does Mark Wahlberg fight a chicken? No, he doesn't fight a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be, I'd be on board with that. Yeah, I'd go watch that. Eh? I'm almost sure I read that Patrick Warburton bought the rights to The Tick, and he was going to, re- yeah, bring it back. he wanted to, to but it's back. so fucking expensive, man. I'll be right back. It's a. Uh, it's it's so expensive for them to do one episode. They said it costs like a million point two to do an episode well, because of the suits and the effects and all that shit. He, well, I mean, the the first one, I mean, couldn't have been that expensive. <laughs> well, that's, that's, yeah. they were, that's they were saying that, that that's why Fox dropped it because it was it was like twelve million dollars for ten. I episodes. swear to God, I read that like he was uh, he was trying to get with Netflix and I'm not saying he's not. Well, no, what no, I'm, I'm saying is saying, like that's why it went away. It was that's just why too it was expensive just too to fucking expensive. It. It's the same as that show. Uh, I don't know if y'all saw it a couple years ago. It was like Terra Nova or something. Yeah, I remember. Um, I, I remember. I never watched it, but I, remember. I watched it. And uh, mainly because the soldier guy, the sergeant, was the guy who played Ike Clanton in Tombstone. And so I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> fucking, I can't wait for the episode where he's all drunk and he's like, nah, I hope you die. Yeah. <laughs> he was in fucking Avatar, too. That yeah. lump of shit. Avatar is so fucking, fucking terrible. That is one of the worst 
fucking movies. Hey, they said it's the best 3D experience you would have in the theaters. That's true. That's that bullshit. doesn't make up for the fact that it's you can fucking have the, awful. You can have the best 3D experience you've ever had by watching Jackass in 3D on acid, okay? <laughs> All you gotta do is get really fucking high and go to a 3D movie and suddenly it's the greatest 3D production ever. Fuck Avatar and their blue fucking Indians, I never okay? watched it. The one it time was, I tried to watch it, I fell asleep. It was so... It was so No, no, these bad. are the Indians that have oil, not the Indians that don't have land, okay? Oh. <laughs> and in my opinion, you wanted that land that fucking bad, you should have fought harder, you pussies. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be in Chillicothe on the 8th. <laughs> Wagner's Roadhouse. <laughs> That's true, actually. That's how I'm promoting shows now. Well, you're going to drop something totally offensive and then say where you're going next. <laughs> My grandpa once told me to never tell a joke you weren't willing to get punched in the face over. Fair and if you can't tell with my face, I've been punched a lot. <laughs> give a fuck. Like, I'm willing to say just about anything. There are things I avoid saying just because, not because of the fight aspect, just because I don't want to argue over it. You know? It's a waste of energy. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like, yeah, we know it's wrong. That's why I fucking said it. <laughs> if it wasn't wrong, I probably wouldn't have even thought about it. <laughs> no, nothing made me happier than a few months ago. I was at a show down in fucking Lexington, and I don't know what I said, but a woman got up and literally stormed out of the fucking bar and goes, I can't believe you fucking said that. And I said, well, you better fucking believe it, and it's going to get a lot worse. <laughs> keep your whore ass outside. <laughs> I was like, you ain't going to kill my vibe, bitch. You get a lot of that, a lot of people being offended or hating no, on you? No. I've, um, the weird thing is, um, like the hipster audience I was talking about, instead of being offended or like gasping, they just don't react. And I would, I've heard that. I would much rather them be like, how dare you? I, oh my God, this happened to my sister. That you can use. Or, yeah, I can go, okay, we're opening a dialogue. Let's see how much of a fucking asshole you sound like versus how much of an asshole I've already sounded Being like. Being a white male, you're not allowed to have that, an opinion about something like I that. I was told one time that because I was white, I wasn't allowed to talk about racism at all because <laughs> I was the cause of it. That's the fucking stupidest goddamn thing I've ever heard in And my this life. same person, a white girl, mind you, told me, said, well, the only race. Do I know her? No. Okay. This was down in fucking, uh, what the fuck's that town? Okay. Um, uh, fucking Lewisburg. All right. Well, the only people that can be racist are white because racism requires a system to oppress people. I said, no. I said, you are confusing racism with oppression. You can be racist and have no power whatsoever. Yeah. Being racist <laughs> is just hating someone for the color of their skin. I was like, what you do due to racism is oppression. That's what white people do. She was like, no, no, you've got it wrong. I went, no, I just literally fucking defined both those words for you. I'm on stage while I'm saying this, by the way. I'm like, I've literally defined both those fucking words. And out of nowhere, like this six foot eight black guy stands up and goes, bitch, shut your mouth. That man knows more than me and you combined. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, Thank you. And I went back to my jokes. She was just like, you can't fucking joke about that. But I was like, sit the fuck. In fact, go to the back and shave your fucking pussy, you stupid bitch. <laughs> See that? I'm going to isolate there... the shit out of that. 
they're the worst. Like the worst people are are white people who get offended on behalf of other people. Like shut the fuck up. L- like like the group that started the petition to change the Redskins name. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. white people who were, oh, I'm so sorry that I've got so much pri- privilege. You make $9 an hour in Philadelphia. You're as poor as any Indian in Arizona. Oh, Shut yeah. the fuck up. <laughs> Stop trying to make yourself feel better by making other people's lives more complicated because a camera's in front of their face. <laughs> Shit's ridiculous, man. It I is know. always uh, liberal white people that are offended yeah, they're the worst. Almost any anything. Yeah. I mean, if if any of them ever listen to yeah. anything that we do, for fuck's sake. Yeah. And it's it's like I went to an open mic uh, down a little ways from the house there, and it was a coffee shop. Uh, another comedian friend of mine. Danger, danger. Coffee a lot shop. of people walking yeah. up on stage with notebooks. No, no notebooks <laughs> this time. Um, but he was like, "Hey, man, my friend runs this uh, coffee shop, and uh, it's a big building. She's got a thrift shop in it too." And immediately, I'm like, "Okay." Hipsters in $3 dresses and stuff like this. Okay, whatever. A lot of knit caps for no reason. Yeah, <laughs> in summer. It's fucking July. <laughs> okay, but, uh, at a BC, we get it. Yeah, <laughs> but I, I go over there, and she's like, uh, we've had music and poetry. We're really trying to open it up to everything. Uh, it's really cool that a couple of comedians came down. We'd like to have this be a trend. I was like, cool, you're really nice. You know, plus you're hot. Uh, that's a huge plus in my book because mm-hmm. I'm horribly shallow. Um. So we go up, and me and my buddy do comedy. I go first. That's the thing, too. I go to shows and other comics that know me. Nobody ever wants to go first. Because even if there's a host, the first true comic, you know, the host, you're going to see that asshole six times. You know, the first true comic that's getting 10 minutes, you got to go out there and kick them in the fucking teeth. You got to get them up and ready to fucking go. The host does their job. But the first comic can lose the audience in 90 seconds. So nobody wants to go first. And when there's no preconceived order, they just shove me to the front of the pack. (laughs) They're like, he won't give a fuck. Put him up there. I was in Chillicothe at a place called uh, the the dock at the waterside or dock at the Baysides. I don't know. The dock is what they call it. Um, and the show started at 8, and it was a bar and grill, like restaurant-type place. And at 8 o'clock, there were still kids that were like five and under in there. And I look at the host, and I'm like, what do I do about language? And she just goes, I don't know. There's no language barriers here. And so we're just sitting there like, what do we do? You know, a lot of our jokes got cuss words in them. We, we cuss. We're comics. And my buddy Marcus just goes, go up there and just get their attention, man. I said, I'm going to kick them in the fucking teeth. So I get up, and it was a weird setup, too, because the stage was like as big as this table, but it was just a four-by-four block. It was literally like being on an auction block. Like, you just walked up these steps, and you were in front of all these, but you were like six feet in the air. Did you feel a bit like you were at a slave auction? It was like, it was like look at this fine specimen of humor. <laughs> Look at this non-existent muscle tone, which he'll put into fat jokes. <laughs> this boy will keep you giggling all night. Yeah. So I went up, and I, I was like, how y'all doing? I was like, I'm Andy Frampton. I said, uh, for those of y'all who have kids in a room right now, uh, I'll just go ahead and tell you ahead of schedule, I'm fucking sorry. <laughs> and people started laughing, and I was like, I don't know why kids are in here at a comedy show. I know it's only 8 o'clock at night in the summer. I was like, but I say fuck a lot, so... I'm fucking sorry. And people just started laughing. And I was like, fuck you. I got you. I got who I need. It's like the front five tables are laughing. I got who the fuck I need. If your shithead kid is in the back corner 
like slapping play doh on a fucking menu, you know, slopping a quesadilla around. Fuck that kid. Not like sexual intercourse with a child. But like that kid don't fucking need to be here. He Take can, that kid down the fucking street. He can I'm sit in, on it. Yeah, I'm in a fucking. It's like I can't be called for morals. That's another thing too. I can't be called for morals in a fucking town that had an outbreak of bed bugs and it got famous because people were catching bed bugs, drying them out, and snorting them. They were no. snorting bed bugs to get high. USA. I see you, Chillicothe. USA. USA. I see you, Chillicothe. I remember reading that story. Y'all motherfuckers are nasty. I'll say fuck in front of your kid in the grocery store. I'll say fuck in front of your kid while wearing a clergy robe. <laughs> Bless you, my son. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, you just fucking, and, and that's like a crowd will just, those hipster kids, man, at the fucking open mic we went to, I go up and start doing, it's newer material, but it's not 100%, it's not the first time I've done it when I'm at the open mic at the coffee shop, and they're just staring at me, and I'm like, okay, they're all younger than me, so I'm going to ask how old they are, and then I'm going to be like, I'm old, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Chuck knows I do that because of how fast technology moves. And I can talk about, you know, VHS tapes and all that. I was like, y'all don't even fucking know about it. You're 20, you don't have a fucking clue what a VHS is. You grew up is. with the internet. You don't know what it's like to peel yeah. the fucking pages open of an Encyclopedia Britannica. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's like I've said, brutal. if you don't understand how much joy you got out of choking a sibling with a phone cord, <laughs> don't you fucking talk to me about having it rough growing up. <laughs> it was so rough growing up, really? Where'd you grow up? In a morgue? Like, are you Batman? You just laid by your parents' bedside for four fucking days? Fuck you. <laughs> Grew up in the uh, 80s, motherfucker. Grew up in the 80s. You know how wild the 80s were? We just figured out what cocaine was. You know how fucking hyper that was? I was seven. <laughs> Speaking chop, of, chop off, it up your Ritalin. Yeah. Off subject real quick. I have decided that in the, in the league of controversy, uh, I'm going to buy uh, stock in Pixie Sticks. And uh, but just, uh, just red and blue pixie sticks. Then I'm pour them into homemade containers that look like a Confederate flag, and I'm gonna call them Dixie sticks. <laughs> <laughs> and they are gonna sell. All kinds of rednecks are gonna buy them. Okay, it's gonna be crazy. But then black people are gonna get mad about it. But it's okay because I'm gonna go. No, no, no. It's okay. Black people can have them too. And I'll cut it open and pour it into some hot water and stir it up, and it'll turn purple. We all black people love purple drink. <laughs> <laughs> I want that purple Because blue and red make purple. I'll be like, see? And then I'll invent racial equality and fucking it's over. Um, <laughs> You're changing the world. I did. I changed the fucking world. I was going to change the world a couple years ago. Uh, fucking DMX was going to fucking box fight George Zimmerman for charity. What? Yeah. And like the, the, the promoter backed out on it. And I was like, no, fuck that. I'll fight George Zimmerman for, for fucking charity. And... Like it, if if he wins, you know, um, like nobody's allowed to fuck with him. But like if I win, fucking racism is over. <laughs> it's like we don't get talk about like like I beat up the guy, the main dude. I beat up the main dude, and like I like I've seen George Zimmerman. I'm well aware I could whip his ass. Like I don't know if I could beat DMX's ass, but I could beat George Zimmerman's ass. <laughs> George Zimmerman took like two MMA classes. You. <laughs> Might be surprised he, took, he did take two MMA classes, but I'm well aware <laughs> that my gun's bigger than his. <laughs> I saw that shit on the evidence sheet. I'm like, shit, I carry a 40 cal. Fuck you. <laughs> Blow your fucking kneecaps out and then box you around the turnbuckles. 
you fucking fake Mexican. Get out of my face. I'm Latino. You're white. Fuck you. With a name like Zimmerman? No, you're not Latino. The only way you could claim Latino is if you were El Zimmerman, okay? (laughs) (laughs) And that would mean you were a Mexican in charge. But but no, the fucking open mic, man, we go down there and these hipster kids are just staring at me and I start doing the old jokes. And I said, how old are you? And I pointed at this kid and the kid goes, 20 years old. And and he's he's sitting in the front fucking row wearing a goddamn black members only jersey or a jacket, which is fucking stupid. Um, a fedora. He's wearing a fedora. Okay, 20 years old and he's wearing a fedora. It needs to be punched. Yeah. You're not, you're not Dick Tracy. You're not 70. Stop wearing a fucking fedora. I can guess the club he's a member of. Yeah. The Cunt Club. Yeah. <laughs> the Cunt Club. He's also the treasurer of the Take It in the Butt Club. Um, nothing against the gays. Not, you that, know, not that there's anything wrong with nothing that. Nothing wrong with that at all if that's what you want to do. I love the badge. Um, love it in my badge. Team Pussy. Team Pussy. On numerous meanings. Um, all mouth. <laughs> but who's on Team Taint? <laughs> it's not Team Taint. It's called Team Gooch. Because <laughs> Team Taint, it's like, Team, team, what? team Taint. Team, ta- team Taint what? <laughs> it's like Fing Fang Foom. Can't say that shit fast no matter how like, much you like Tony Stark. Fing Fang Foom. Fing Fang Foom. Shut the fuck up. Shut up. Robot Dragon from Outer Space. In case nobody knows. Worst villain ever. Uh, not the worst villain ever. I beg to differ. You know who the worst villain ever Mr. is? Mr. Mitsa Pitlick. No. Captain Planet. No, worst the worst ever. villain ever is going to be Jared Leto's Joker. Fuck you. I think it's going to be good. It's going to be good. It's not the Joker. It's Jason Todd. Mm. Oh, man, I blew fucking minds. Just- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, because uh, Ben Affleck is going to do the uh, Under the Red Hood after that. Well, is you, that what was announced that he's going? I don't know. To no, there's a big fan. He can't do the, huh? the, the, there's a there's a big fan theory that if you look, uh, the whole Jason Todd story is like after the Red Hood thing got dropped, Todd tried to pick up the Red Hood, or Todd did the Red Hood thing, and then like he tried to be the Joker, you know, and he he just went kept following in people's footsteps and copying shit, and so they think now that the whole reason the Joker looks like he does is because that's not the real Joker, it's Jason Todd, and that's why that newspaper says you let your family die. When Affleck opens it in, uh, what is it? The trailer. The, the, yeah, the, the, trailer, the trailer for, for the uh, Batman vs. Yeah, Batman vs. Superman. And, uh, and Batman's apparently in Suicide Squad for at least a second because they keep showing that clip where he's hanging onto the back of the car. Yeah. So that's but gonna be the, awesome. The, 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 uh, I think it's gonna be awesome. <clears throat> There's two things I'm worried about. One is uh, whether or not Will Smith is just gonna phone it the fuck in as Deadshot. Because yeah, I'm horrified about that. Like, I'm not horrified you know, about it. It's like he's going to be all right, but I, I want to know is he is he going to be like? What's it? Let's say like, potentially horrified. I'm not you know. Well, I, like he's going to be okay. And like when I say he's going to be okay, he's going to be like Halle Berry playing Storm. Okay, like it works. Yeah, it could be better, but it works. Or is he going to be Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark because he is <laughs> fucking Tony Stark? Yeah. Um. My favorite Halle Andrew Berry Rock is Holmes. the one from Monster, not Monster, Monster's Ball. When you right. just get taken in the just fucking Just getting railed <laughs> by fucking Billy Make Bob. me feel good. <laughs> Make me feel good. But uh, my other concern is, is fucking, uh, I already know that like Katana and them, they're, they're, they're backup players. I already know that. Everybody knows this movie is Harley Quinn and the Joker. Everybody fucking knows that. That's why 90% of people are going to see it. But, Fucking boomerang, or for some people, Captain Boomerang, depending on how fucking technical you want to get. Like, I always have this weird, like, 
I was like, I like him. He's fucking cool. And then I watch him in the trailers, and he's got two fucking words in the whole. I'm like, oh, he's going to just be a face in the crowd. It's like the one dude out of the Suicide Squad that I was like, why'd you never get a fair shake? Is again, not getting a fair shake. Might as well be Vin Diesel. I was pretty excited yeah. for Killer Croc. I like Killer Croc, but I'm amazed they didn't go with somebody taller than Will Smith. Like, the the Croc that I like, the same as, like, Is Will, Will Smith Killer Croc or Deadshot? I don't understand the... T- Willard. 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 Uh, Willard Nimoy. Uh, yeah. uh, w- w- Willard. Uh, what's his fucking name? Diabetes? Um, Wilford Brimley. Wilford Brimley. There we go. He's Killer Croc. Um, <laughs> Damn. That's <laughs> no. <some> fucking nuts. Uh, <laughs> that's some genius casting. It is. <laughs> I'm what not sure who Killer Croc is. Here's here's the thing. Who's playing him? Oh. He, he's one of those guys that uh, the Rock should play him, but he's not. No, the Rock's going to play Black Adam. Apparently, um, that that's that's what I heard last. I'm on board, but uh, the, whatever the, the Rock does, it's like a decky or whatever. He's he's an actor from Africa. It's like a, a decky quase or something like mm. that. But he's like two inches shorter than Will Smith, and he's playing Croc. Oh, I know who he is now. He's from Oz. Yeah, he was on Oz. At a BC. Um, and, and it's like Will Smith is dead shot, and him and Boomerang are the two tallest guys in the crew. And I don't care who writes it, who draws it or whatever. I always like uh, Croc, Bane, uh, Clayface. I always like when those guys are like eight or nine feet tall. Yeah. You know, the, I, I always want them to just be these hulking masses, especially Croc. Well, I mean, like, that's what he's got. Right. You know what I mean? Well, Waylon like, Jones is always like, I mean, my the perfect example of him for me is in Arkham Asylum when they, they're transporting him when Batman's in the yeah. asylum. And he's and he fucking gets out of the elevator and he has to come out and he stands up and he's like 11 feet tall, yeah. man. And it's like, I got you smelled, Batman. That's fucked, dude. They, movies are great. Those games might be the best Batman. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. There, dude, there, there's nothing because the gloves are off in games. You can do whatever the fuck you want. Those, those, games, you know? those games did for Batman over the last five years what Batman the Animated Series did for Batman in the mid-90s. Well, it, and then what Frank Miller did for Batman in the early Well, 80s, no, what I'm saying is it, is, is it made it made kids want to hang out around Batman. Like, the Christian Bale Batman was, like, little kids didn't give a shit about it. Well, I mean, because it wasn't made for them. It right. Was, it was a Christopher Nolan movie. So right. It was... And it's, it's like, you know, fucking eight-year-olds have played Arkham Asylum. Yeah. And and I don't give a shit what anybody says. Scarecrow is the best fucking thing in Ar- Arkham Asylum. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Like, when you've got to go in there and he fucking jabs you with the fucking venom and shit and you got to fucking get the spotlight on him. I love those little mini-missions, man. Yeah, they were really cool. It's a great game. Have you played the new one where you get to be in the Batmobile? I have not. I've heard it's awesome. I've also it's heard so that you can download the Adam West Batman suit and play as yeah, that, and that's yeah, fucking great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's what I do, usually. <laughs> <laughs> you guys think we've run our mouths enough? It's got to be four hours. It's getting... We got three minutes until four hours. You got any plugs? Plugs. Um, plugs. Plugs. Yeah, you know, you know what? Uh, first off, thanks for having me. Second, uh, big shout-outs to the people over in uh, at Indulge, uh, VSP Lounge in Springdale, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati there, off the Kings Island area, exit whatever, on 71, in case you ever want to go or you're in the listening area. Every last Thursday of the month, they have the Laugh It Up competition, which I won just yesterday. Uh, Maria Caballero and Haywood run that. Uh, Morgan Landis, Rob Wilfong, a lot of great comics come out there. Joe Deuce. 
uh, Wayne Remnant. A lot of great guys over there that are doing that. Check them out if you're in the area or just whatever. If you want to see me and all my racist nonsense and ridiculous shit, uh, August 8th, I'm in Ohio somewhere. Chillicothe, I think. August 21st, I'm in Dayton. Uh, August 14th, I'm in Lewisburg. That's in West Virginia. Come check me out to do whatever you got to do. Uh, don't punch me in the face because I punch back and I carry knives. Fuck you. Frandy Ampton. Frandy Ampton at Frandy Ampton. Chuck, at you got Frandy. any plugs? Uh, they're not. I, I, I've I've went to the doctor, but he's not giving me any yet. Mm, okay, Aaron. I left them all at the morgue. Word. Experimenting with those. Uh, You're welcome. Butt plugs. You're welcome. Butt plugs. You're welcome for that info. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, can use that for months. Fantastic. <laughs> uh, go to junamusic.bandcamp.com. Download my friend John Morgan's albums. Dutch Underwood and the Dirty Shame.bandcamp.com. Download my album. SoundCloud. Um. I don't know. What do we got? What do we got? Anything? Anything left? Um, Follow me on Instagram. Last Call Outlaw. Last Call Outlaw on Instagram for Frandy Ampton. Right. I don't have Instagram. Should I get Instagram? You should get Instagram. There's a lot of tits on there. Hmm. You might have convinced me. Yeah. I have have 300 followers right now and listen to this broadcast. If you wind up being my 500th follower, I will high-five you through the internet. Oh, my God. So go get 199 of your friends to follow me on Instagram, then you follow me. <laughs> <laughs> That's a flawless plan. Um, I'll be uh, behind the 7-Eleven and Rand uh, jerking people off for $7 if anybody <laughs> wants to stop by. Monday, Monday money, through Friday. Money, hey, money well spent, everybody. Hey, if you're looking for a good reason to blow your money behind the 7-Eleven and Rand, <laughs> let me explain to you. Friends, Johnny Bottom Line here. <laughs> Bringing to you the greatest fellatio to mouth trade-off you've ever seen. Dutch Underwood is down hard in his luck, and you're looking for a reason to drain your wiener behind some follow gas station in some desolate ghetto town in southern West Virginia. Come on down to the Rand Gas Station, the 7-Eleven, mind you, where Dirty Dutch is giving out hand grenade hand jobs and the best blow you'll ever see this side of Tupelo, Mississippi. That's right, Johnny Bottom Lines, fellatiofanatic.com. Check us out in beautiful downtown Rand, West Virginia, 24 hours a day, Seven days a week Unless Dutch is sad Happy Or kind of tired Fuck off Johnny Bottom Line Check cashing out By the way I'll be at the Comedy Zone In South Charles West Virginia tomorrow For both shows Which is August Whatever the fuck Or July I don't know I'm out of gas We've been talking for four fucking hours Edit that now. <laughs> You edit me no, I'm talking about myself oh, I was